0: What we doing it for? we doing it for the, co- the culture. For the culture, the culture, the culture. Hey, we walking into, we walking in,
1: <laughs> we walking into 2020, mommy. Thank
0: you, guys. 2020, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey, good game. laughs> What? Lua-o, oh, lua-o, oh, you feel me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: like happy new
0: year. Man. It's that like chemistry, happy. It's that like chemistry. <laughs> you feel me? I was like, damn, good cast. I was not knowing where I was going with that. You feel me? Hey, happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year. New happy new year. 2020. Happy, year. happy 2020. Happy new decade, Okay. Man.
2: Happy new decade. Roaring dubs. Here we Roaring go, In 2020 man. vision.
0: All right, but before we go into these uh, 2020 moments and conversations let's uh get into our favorite category top bottom verse you feel me oh shit right off the bat (laughs) (laughs) pressure's on
3: pressure's on right off the
0: bat here we go okay i worked very hard on this okay (laughs) 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 you already know i'm bullshit all right top bottom verse asian penelope asia penelope sweetie (laughs) I just had to throw her in And you you all will know You all will know why I threw her in later But sweetie And our wonderful And beloved And locally talented Friend That has not been in here yet Oos Rex (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm gonna take my anger out on you So I already already have one for you Oos Rex But I'm gonna wait (laughs) Top bottom verse Sweetie Oos Rex Asia, Penelope.
3: That's on me first. Uh, you know, o- what or have- is it always or how does how's no. how's it, how it, how do usually? It's usually
0: it? shit, I popcorn, popcorn it. Yeah, okay, shit, yeah,
3: go. It. I'm go actually
0: going to. I'm gonna let you. Uh, spend, do you, you feel like you're ready to answer this? Nah, I got. to Okay, take I'll a swing it to you, over here to th- anybody. Th- Doing th- th- for a loop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm.
3: <laughs>
2: Sweetie, Asia, Penelope. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: But you didn't want to say T-Rex. Oh, and said, rex okay. and rex. <laughs> Uh
2: No disrespect to uh Asia Penelope's uh husband. Yeah. Partner? Tony.
0: Tony. Yeah.
2: Tony Safar. Safar, yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. And the content y'all create is dope. Right. But to answer <laughs> the question, but uh I think this is I hope it's not disrespectful. If it if it is, my bad. Oos. <laughs> I don't mean it to be uh I would top Asia.
0: Oy oy, okay. oy.
2: Cuz she just thickums. <laughs> Beautiful, gorgeous. Uh let's see. I would
0: damn. Sweetie. What are you going to do with Sweetie? We want to know. <laughs> Uh, there's no, only no two disrespe-
3: left and you ain't gonna no disrespect to Quavo
0: no 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 disrespect to <laughs> I know right no. Quavo I don't know that motherfucker <laughs> nah I'll <play>
2: <laughs> uh, shit well yeah because I would top Asia hmm. I guess I'll bottom for sweetie mm. so I don't think that's disrespect to him nah uh, and then verse with Oose Rex cause we just gonna be like you know what Oose it's not it's not popping off let's just go eat together
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's go grab a cheeseburger Oose
0: <laughs>
1: you got me I fucked said. up Oose get your belly off <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, you know
0: you know I can't bro I can't you know yeah, see
3: that's cheating Don't. the system. <laughs> that's <laughs> cheating the system right there, man.
0: That's strategic right yeah, there. That's, that's more.
3: Now okay, I got to like rethink that it. Now I got to. Nah. Yeah. So,
0: <sighs> what you guys say?
3: Oh, it's on me now? Yeah. I thought you were going to give me more. No. I was gonna, okay. Oh. I think the, the first one easiest for me too. Um, Let's
0: keep in mind you have a wife,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, man. my wife is cool. You know, she an understanding <laughs> she's wife. You know, my, my wife she, she's cool, but she's She's
0: cool, but when an argument come yeah, up, yeah, man. No okay, disrespect. First no of disrespect all, to my why wife. Did you? My wife is,
3: you know, my wife is absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. You know, our uh, she our, is the top bottom yeah, verse. <laughs> she is the she's top bottom, three, bottom three, verse. Huh? Man. Uh, okay. Sex life is great, man. I ain't got no
2: problems. Hey, hey. It's great. That's why you came up in here smiling and hey, man, glowing. And glistening. In, like I was telling
3: back 12 years in, man. Brad. We, we still, still going, man. You know.
2: So. <laughs> That's why your curls are activated.
1: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you got extra lip gloss hey, man, on your lips. Mean, big hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, man, I think uh, for me the easy one is uh, mm,
0: the easy one. Okay.
3: Is is verse with Asia Penelope? Mm. Mm. No disrespect, because I'm just trying to spend time. You know, I'm just <laughs> trying to spend time. Trying to you know, yeah, saying, you know,
0: I
2: just want to make love. That's, that's all. Good. Yeah,
3: man, I'm trying to. I'm I'm a giving lover. So, you know? <laughs> that's what I like. That's what I like so to hear. With Asia Penelope, you know, I want to. I would want Give to experience all of, uh, all of that whole <laughs> that experience. Whole, that whole you know experience? Mm-hmm. Travel around um, Asia. <laughs> 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 uh, and then that's a hard one for the next two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
3: mm, mm. Uh, we want to know. Yeah. I might. Oh, man. I'll I, I top Loose Rex.
1: Oh,
0: my God.
3: Yeah, I'll top Loose Rex. I man. mean,.
0: From the front or behind? No.
3: Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? The meat hey, is, <laughs> is a meat, man. The meat is a meat, The meat is a... So, you know... There's a
2: lot of cushion for that cushion.
3: Damn, exactly. man. I love
1: loose, uh, You know it's all loose.
3: 100%. And then, yeah, uh, yeah bottom for sweetie. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. No disrespect. I ain't gonna go into... Yeah, yeah. I'll bottom for sweetie. Okay. I don't want to get too
0: far No, into that's
2: that. good. That's good. <laughs> I like now, on to you, On
0: to me. Okay, so... I'm gonna take a piece, <laughs> one run from one from each of you. Gonna verse with Asia, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but I'm going to top, uh, sweetie, and bottom for Rex. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's me. it. You don't want to on it. Expand nice. other... huh? That's it. <laughs> Let's move on. What the fuck? <laughs> Short and simple. It just makes sense for me in my head to top sweetie, and bottom for for um. Usrex. Gotcha. And then get some burgers with Usrex.
2: <laughs> I bet he's smiling now. Right? He probably was hot as fuck and now he's smiling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, but I do have one question, though. It was kind of a random question, but it just uh, was something that I thought about throughout my week. And I'm like, let me ask the these guys about this and see what they feel. But what's one thing that can wreck your entire day? Mm-hmm. That's I'm sure we can
3: list a lot, though. But that's actually a tough one for me, man. I don't know. What she
0: knows. You can name a few, but yeah, what, what I can, are a I few can name a few. I
3: think I think the mood, um, the mood that my daughters wake up in, mm. is is always like the first thing that can like, wreck your day. It Not necessarily can't wreck my day. It can't necessarily wreck my day. But um, I think that the because I take them to school every morning so it's always a tough start when like they're emotional and they don't want to like leave not not when they're mad or like it's when they're sad mm-hmm. you know it's when they're sad like especially because like you know they're young yeah they don't want to leave so when they when I first started taking them to school it was like man I'm like I got a soft heart because of them so mm-hmm. like yeah. if they're like emotional and like daddy don't leave me you know mm-hmm. that's always like the toughest mm-hmm. thing for me mm-hmm. to like oh man Especially if they got some crazy going on at school. Yeah. Or um, yeah, actually, that's a whole different thing. You said that's can or can can't wreck your day. It can. <clears throat> it can What's get one it thing off to that it, can can.
0: It can, can, can get it off to it, it can, can get it off to a, can can
3: off to a hard it. start because I I think anything that could wreck my day always happens at the beginning.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: But uh, what or what are like just some practical things that like shit that ruin like for instance like coffee spilled on you accidentally on the way to mm. work does that ruin the rest of your day. <laughs> uh nah, no okay, good, no nah, good, not good, anything good.
3: small like that um i think for, for me like i said the first thing is always like the mood of my daughters but other practical things i don't know uh i lose a lot of little things mm-hmm.
1: mm.
3: i can never find my, my if, if i didn't have my wife in my life i would never be able to find my wallet or my keys <laughs> and i'm just like damn man like so that is uh always oh, the first thing because that's the first thing that like makes me late for anything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Is I lose I lose my wallet and be like man set my whole day ablaze um but yeah I don't know if I have anything else like that I'm gonna sit for a second and think about it too yeah and I'll let yeah you know.
0: no that's good
2: though. I, I'm thinking about like uh because that I could be a very uh intense person <laughs> you know um uh, my sometimes i don't have to say anything and my energy is felt in the room yeah um whether it's good or bad and i feel like that's a first of all that's a deep ass question partner. and i <laughs> and i have been you know in this season of just wanting to uh grow as an individual grow yeah. um confidence grow inner strength and i feel like the one thing that can uh ru- ruin wreck yeah wreck the one thing that can wreck my day is me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, even based on, you know, what we did last night a Healing Paint, shout out to all the, the organizers that did Healing Paint. Um, we are We are our own worst critic, right? That's true. And I'll be the first one to tear myself down. I'll be the first one to doubt myself. I'll be the first one to do, you know, just to fuck my whole... My my own self up to then everything around me, yeah uh, you know has to suffer, yeah, and I really try to um work on that and hone in on that because sometimes it's the smallest thing that fucking wrecks that wrecks my uh day or wrecks my mood, yeah, yeah. you know, and it could be the sound of somebody's voice, it could be mm. the seeing somebody, it could be a phone call, you know, seeing somebody's name pop up on the phone, and it's just like. Ah. Yeah. even to like somebody cutting me off or trying to race me on the uh, freeway and shit. You know, stupid ass drivers. <laughs> That's my, you know, there's hella pet peeves I have and those things really like... It's all over the Bay Area, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, it's all bad. Y'all, all you mu- motherfuckers doing how to drive, get the fuck out the Bay.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but... Too many of y'all, man. Too Checkies. many of Techies, yeah, all the transplanters. Yeah, yeah. But I think overall, mm-hmm. yeah, it's me. I, I'm, I'm oh, the main wow. one that wrecked my day. If I don't, I recognize that if I haven't had enough sleep and I wake up and I don't know, I'm just in a mood, everything ticks me off. Yeah, You know what?
3: Like now that Danny said that, I think um, the thing that can, that now I'm more conscious of that can ruin my day is actually the night before.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> and when I say that, it's about uh, what I, because you're talking a lot about wellness, right? In that, at least when I'm listening to it, uh, it's about what I'm putting in my body the Mm -hmm. night before Mm -hmm. that can ruin like my next day. Because my morning is usually the most packed part of my day. Yeah, yeah. Because I like wake up, get the girls, help get the girls ready, take them to school. Then I'll go to the gym or go work out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know if like I spent the night out drinking, maybe on a like 4 a.m. Taco Bell run, (laughs) you know, go get (laughs) some Jack in the Box, (laughs) go get some Jack in the Box. That can because. I know the place that I want to be in my life mm-hmm. during like my day and being productive is uh, getting a good um, sweat session in, and then also having time to meditate after, like mm. having time to just like meditate, spend some quiet time with myself. Mm. Um, but the night before affects that more than anything. Mm. That's true because like if I put something trash in my body, I'm not getting the best you know workout in, best sweat session in, and then that honestly ruins my meditation time because i'm like beating myself up like danny said i can be my, my harshest critic <clears throat> mm-hmm. when i'm not being when i'm not feeling like i'm i'm doing the work that i'm capable of mm-hmm. because of a uh, decision that i made yeah. the night before
0: yeah
2: that's what's up yeah. you know you saying that too but <clears throat> it makes me think about like how um i don't know if y'all heard this growing up but <clears throat> You know, they say, don't go to sleep angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Don't yeah. go to sleep mad, mm-hmm. right? Because you never know if you're going to see that person yeah. in the yeah, morning. 100%. And sometimes, you know, we can get into arguments, dis- yeah. disputes, fights, or whatever, and shit. That's, you know, thinking about, like, the night before. That's what came to mind for me when you said yeah. that. And I just wanted to, like, yeah. put that out there, right? Sure, like, 100%. we can't go to sleep. We can't go to sleep mad. We yeah. got to yeah. make peace.
0: Until, before the sun goes down. Before yeah. the sun yeah.
2: goes down. Before them eyes close, you know? Mm-hmm. What about yeah, you, partner? Yeah, you what's know. The, what's the one thing that can ruin your day? Or wreck your day? Wreck
0: my day. I mean, on top of like spilled coffee <laughs> and like <laughs> procrastination. Oh, uh, oh uh,
2: shit. You ain't lying about that. Oh, uh, what's... Exactly.
3: Social media be calling your name when you wake up in the morning.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> for real.
0: Be in that bed oh, for a long time. Concurrent exercises. <laughs> Unbalanced priorities. Okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but um, I think one thing a few things that can wreck my day are um, unsettled emotions like that for sure Mm -hmm. can wreck my day Mm -hmm. and unfinished business like those are the two things that can easily wreck my day like because if my shits if i start something and i'm and i've been doing such a great job at it and i don't finish it my day's kind of low-key ruined because my mind is still on that project, you know, or whatever it is that I did not finish. And even unsettled emotions, it's like I can't sit and move about, just move in this world with those unsettled emotions. Like, it's gonna be in the back of my mind, in the front of my mind, and I'm just always gonna just wonder, like, what the fuck? You know, and yeah, so unsettled emotions, that's a killer. That's something I learned, too. Like, don't don't allow those things to sit and fester in your spirit.
1: Yeah.
0: Let's figure out how to address them first personally and then with whoever it is that you need to kind of reconcile with, For you know? Sure. So, yeah, those are two things that can ruin me like breath. I need to finish it or I need to work with these feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a great question, right? Yeah, That's a good
2: question.
0: Self-reflector, you feel 100%. <laughs>
2: What it do, Kaipo. Y'all tapping into For the Cultures Podcast. I'm your host, D boy. And I'm your host, Bex Bumble. Hey, and if y'all heard that uh, y'all hear that sad, that uh that deep. daddy voice. Oh, that, daddy? <laughs> <Sonny. Man. laughs>
0: that, that daddy voice.
2: <laughs> I feel like I've been getting that for a long time.
3: I don't even think that I sound you like. You don't that.
0: think you have a daddy voice? Nah, man. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Well nah. that daddy well, voice. Wifey don't be like, Daddy, cut it <laughs> out. <I> mean, <laughs>
3: She was saying poppy more than daddy. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting
0: for that.
2: Oi, <laughs> suddenly
0: She's like, don't be popping Me over here wanting to do verse with uh, Asia. <laughs> exactly. True.
2: True. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Well, that poppy voice, y'all, here is none <laughs> other than Sam Jimenez.
0: <laughs> hey. or... yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What it do, bruh? Good to have you here. Hey, Thank welcome, y'all for welcome. having
3: me, man. I'm so excited to be here. Thank y'all for having me.
0: My long lost cousin. <laughs> okay. Hey, man, it happens we, like that.
2: We had to tell Tom earlier like, Tom, you get some more people or Tony or just Polly people, PI people, period, in the room. You, they going to figure out how they're related yep. or somehow 100% connected. 100%. That shit. That shit is always bound to happen.
0: for sure. <laughs> Seriously
2: so our guest today that poppy voice you hear samuel (laughs) jimenez is a bay area based father husband mentor bartender and hospitality manager hey raised in the stacks hayward california by a Samoan mother and a mexican father Mm. sam prides himself on his multicultural upbringing and strives to bring that experience to the forefront of his drink making (laughs) style and approach I'm a a beneficiary of that. (laughs) That's how we met, bro. Um, He has has been chosen as one of the imbibe magazine 75 people, places and things that will shape the way you drink in 2020 after spending 2019 educating the beverage world about Polynesian culture and history and how it relates to tiki. Mm. Heavy stuff. (laughs) <laughs> i love i love that bro i love this bio. i love how we start off with you're a bay area based father hundred percent father. Anything, any, anything that <laughs> i do anything that i do
3: anything that i do starts out with with you know with that
2: that role uh, yeah i For mean sure. to me that you i could tell you take that seriously hundred percent and you've done nothing but talk about your your daughters and For sure. your wife and i just love the fact that you're a family man it's important that we see that.
3: We, modern family, man. Modern family, man. Modern yeah. family. Oh, yeah, that's
2: important to say, huh? Why is that important? Well, I think
3: I think one of the things, and I saw it with my own parents. Mm. Um, I think it's easy for not just parents, but also uh, people in relationships to lose your own self-identity mm-hmm. by committing so much of that, like your identity to your partner or to your children. Mm. Right. And that's not to say that I'm fully committed to being a father and a mm-hmm. husband, but... I have to take care of myself, one hundred percent, yeah, yeah, to give my kids and my wife the best of me. Yeah, you know what come I'm saying? on, bro. So I, I think Hell it's always important yeah. for me to point out, like, my like, you know, people could be like, man, like, you're in the nightlife world. Like, how do you, <clears throat> how do you balance that as a father and a husband? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's what I love to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I can't run away from the things that like I love. That aren't surface love, like our surface like lust, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the things that I have a passion for, I want my daughters to see me going after my dreams,
0: right? Yeah. Right.
3: Because that inspires them to do the same,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Right.
3: So if they see me just like, and we'll talk about it a little bit, I guess later. Um, if they see me doing things that maybe I'm not happy with, just to provide them a life, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
3: Um, I, I, saw my own parents, man. My dad, my dad's, my dad is a hard worker, man. Worked a lot a lot but he also burnt himself, himself out doing it working mm-hmm. for other people you mm-hmm. know working for other people and not necessarily always getting the best
0: yeah,
2: for yeah. himself I love that um, bro I love the fact that you are you know just putting yourself as priority not sure. not to say that your wife and your kids are not priority but yeah. it's all it's all aligned right yeah. like you are as much of a priority to yourself as your wife and your kids are mm. and we do oftentimes forget that especially because i think we're brought up culturally to put yeah. everything else for sure 100%. before ourselves yeah um when did you come to that realization that you wanted to make sure that you are able to cut out you know time for yourself and invest in yourself so that you can invest in the things that uh, matter to
3: you i think there are a lot of things that brought me to that realization Um, and I would say it it was probably around the time of that I had my second daughter, my Mm. first daughter. Mm. I always tell people, man, like they talk about like the moment for, excuse me, for a father. Like, you know, when you see your kid being born, like that's when you become a father and Mm -hmm. it's this emotional moment Mm -hmm. and I ain't gonna sit here and lie, man. Like I love my daughter, but I feel like I didn't really become a father. Mm. Until my wife had to go back to work, and I had to be alone with my daughter for like the first time. Because my wife is mm. amazing, my wife is an ama- is an amazing mother. Mm. But like for those first like two months, she wasn't like she was you know taking first two three months you know she was at home all the time. Yeah, and she was yeah. amazing. She was amazing at it. Yeah. So I had the time to just like kind of slack off. I didn't really yeah. have to like she was taking care of everything.
0: Shout um, out Sarah. Yeah. Hillary. Shout out to my wife. Um,
3: <laughs> but then the first day, like she had to go back to work, and I was alone with my daughter. Man, mm. she wouldn't stop crying. I was like going crazy, <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know how to do this." Yeah, I had to call her. I was calling her like every five, ten minutes. um But it, <laughs> <laughs> not really. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Yeah. Maybe yeah. twenty, uh, <laughs> maybe twenty minutes. But around the time I had my second daughter, I just went through a lot of life changes, a mm-hmm. lot of like, you know, self-reflection and like, what did I want to do with my life? And I made a lot of life changes around that time.
0: Nice. That's uh, what's
3: up. So that's I don't know. That's maybe about seven, yeah, six, six years ago now. That's what's up. Um, we're just like, yeah, I have to start taking care of myself. You know, to yeah. Take the
2: best care of them.
0: Mm.
2: That's hella yeah. important, bro. Yeah. Well, it's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for being our first guest. 20- Thank you for this wonderful
0: gift of rose okay.
2: that you pulled up to the yeah. studio.
3: Yeah, okay. man. We got to let have the listeners, some let some the listeners
2: know that, uh, bro, came through with a gift, man. We got some champagne rose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Small producer in champagne.
2: How you say that? What's that view? What
3: are you, look, what are you looking at? I don't know this. Uh, forney fills. Uh, so it's 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 just a small producer of champagne. Uh huh. Um, but like I said, I just wanted to bring something, show appreciation for everything that y'all have been doing in the last it. year
0: Appreciate and a half, it. Um, Thank you empowering very
3: much. the people. But also, you know, like it's a new year. A little- Should pop a bottle. Should What's pop a- up? Let's pop it,
2: Should
0: man. Let's pop a Let's bottle. We're to and, toast. And we didn't get to say thanks uh, to Jordan for that body of bottle of Remy too. So oh, yep. we're getting back to back bottles. I know. Yeah. So that's right.
2: hey partner, we made it, man. We getting <laughs> gifts now. Yes, like, lord. yes lord. Yes
0: lord. Now look y'all got go. y'all got
3: bottle, bottle service now. bottle yeah. service. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you made it.
2: We made One it. One thing man. I want to
3: say, man. Shout out to Jordan, uh, who was on last week. Um. Because y'all reconnected. Jordan, and uh, we went to middle school together in Hayward. Oh. Uh, them stack kids. But I do want to say, like, he was like, he was talking about Hayward. and He was like, yeah, I'm from West Hayward. I just want to make sure. You're... In my bio, it's just saying I'm from North Hayward. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the north side of the <laughs> All right. So Jordan gave that West Hayward shout-out. Shout-out to West Hayward, but also shout-out to North Hayward. You know? <laughs> yeah, Ooh.
2: Ooh, there we go. Popping them things. That's Let's what I'm talking about. Tom. You in on this, Tom? No.
0: No. <laughs> Tom said it. That's we a go.
2: strong no right there. <laughs> okay. We pouring it up right now, y'all. We about to mm. toast mm. to the most mm. on this mm. first mm. episode for the Cultures 2020. up, pinkies up, pinkies up. To a, to pinkies happy up. New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, yeah. Cheers partner. Cheers. Okay. Hold up one time. Y'all, let me put my pinky up. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, the yeah. bubbly! Oh, that shit good.
3: It's good, man. I like dry. I, try, you know, I like dry. I like, I like. Dry is the way to go. That I, is. Mean, is way to go. Yeah. I mean dry. Will keep you going a lot longer. Yeah, let you know. Mm-hmm. Dry keep you going. Dry
2: champagne, y'all. Dry champagne. I'm like, dry keep you going
3: a lot longer. Dry champagne. <laughs> get yeah. the other things yeah. wet. Yeah. Make make sure. <laughs>
2: clarifying that but <laughs> thank you bro really mm. appreciate 100%, 100%. that 100 i'm glad we was able to toast our first episode yeah that's really good that's real good uh, well mm. this is a way to ground us <laughs> <laughs> for sure but as always you know we want to just uh follow <laughs> protocol and uh bring intention to this space ground us in the episode ground us in our conversation give thanks so we always ask our guests if there's any offering they'd like to give up it could be a passage, it could be a scripture, sure. it could be a proverb, a, a quote. quote, anything you want it to be, brother, really ground us here.
3: Yeah, I think for me, um, you know, the, what, what I'm going to share is a Psalm 1 proverb mm. um, that I think a lot of people are familiar with. But it's one that I always come back to, mm-hmm. especially for the, the everything that I've been doing in the beverage world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Elelele Tzoloa, Ay Maui Levai, which talks about, you know... Uh, when the duck flies away or the duck could fly all over.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but whenever it flies away, it always returns back to the water. Mm. <clears throat> so it's just always something I heard, you know, as a kid. Um, and I had my own struggles at times with, like, being Afkasi, mm-hmm. you know. And it's always something that's kept me grounded in, like, I don't have to try to be Samoan. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I don't have to try to be someone enough for anybody else. Right. Because it is what I am. Right, right. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be the water. I'm always going to come back to the water. Mm. Um. So I think that's something that has always helped me through the struggles of being Afghasi, through um, learning about history and culture mm-hmm. um, and attaching myself to that. Yeah. And that's just uh, something that I, you know, as something that I've used for a long time um, to ground myself, just ground myself in this episode, ground us in this episode.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah thank you, bro. I, I love when folks share proverbs because right. it's always uh, an illustration and an example of how poetic and and prophetic you know mm. our ancestors were, our ancestors are. Yep, um, and it's always good to bring it back to that 100%. Do it for the culture, man. <laughs> for the culture, bro. Uh-uh.
0: Uh. Was that Is a belt or, or a, br- <laughs> 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 yeah, a, 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 a brub? Is It's a Bubbles. Yeah,
2: it's the Bubbles. It's a Brubbles. It. <laughs> that was a, it's it's a, a Brubbles. It's the Brubbles. Hey. Like, hey! I like that, bruh. I'm going to have to use that one. It's a Brubbles. What's, what's bubbling, bruh? <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, though, our bruh this week, man, it, it's crazy how this shit panned out because, mm. you know, what, what brought us together... Or reconnected us, matter of yeah, yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. is uh, maybe, I think it was last month or maybe two months ago, an article yeah, came yeah. out from, was it New York Times? LA Times. Yeah. LA Times put an article out. This dude, Jonathan... Birdsaw. Birdsaw. Uh, did, did a piece about tiki bar culture. Mm. And he was in contact with uh, various folks. And uh, one of the folks he was connected with was Epi. And so Epi reached out to a bunch of us in the community. I was one of them to uh to have, to help John with his article so that he could interview us. And so he wrote this piece um that we were quoted in. Yeah. And so Sam shared the article and wrote, you know, like that he wanted to wanted to put a post together to reflect on it because he had a lot to say. And then Epi uh brought you to my radar. Yeah. And I was like, "Who? What?" Okay. And then when when uh when you posted it and she connected me, and I was like, "Oh, I know bro right here." Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, we met we met he's in the barn that she was. Okay, that makes sense. Um Wait, where was I going with this? The bubbly's working already. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the bread moment, the bread moment. Getting back man. to the bread moment. So yeah, we met uh that away or what brought us here was that article to talk about uh, tiki bar culture, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so then I think it was last week or earlier this week actually, earlier this week, um, uh, the rapper Sweetie, who Bex wanted to throw up in the top bottom verse, yeah, yeah. uh, she posted <laughs> or she did a tweet that said Aloha with her dressed up in a caricature of a tiki ish hula girl, mm. um, in Hawaii. She had on like a, it seemed like a coconut bra. Mm. She had a haku on, you know, mm. like a pale. And then she had a grass skirt, but it was like a really, you know, short uh, mini skirt. And so PI Twitter uh, and and a whole bunch of other PI folks on social media was posting this and was, you know, talking about, trying to get the conversation started about, yeah. you know, is this cultural appropriation? Mm. And a lot of folks were saying, yes, it is you know and and then also arguing the fact that how uh the the Pacific Islander community is being held accountable right by appropriating black culture that now the, this has happened and it's like trying to hold sweetie responsible for appropriating PI culture PI culture but there's just this whole conversation back and forth about like uh is this right is this not and a lot of people are saying it's not so mm. that's one thing but okay. then the second thing is is that uh the artist sammy J came to her mm. came you. to her uh defense and was like hey she's just appreciating us y'all y'all need to uh chill thank you bro. you're welcome pull me up a little bit <laughs> liquor me up it don't take much I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah sammy J you know sammy j uh cosign sweetie's tweet and was just like chill she's just appreciating us and then uh common kings you know sort of did the same thing and so then pi twitter came for them
3: came from hard
2: came for them hard like they was going in just even for the simple fact <sighs> of like sammy j and common kings was just recently on the mona with all the kiai up there mm-hmm. showing love and performing for them because uh Of believing in their cause, right? Right, right, right. Uh, Believing in the Hawaiian, the native Hawaiian folks' um, cause to, you know, protect the land, and so folks are confused. The fact that like they're gonna co-sign, sweetie, doing this, this type of, um, I don't know, this type of uh, behavior. Mm -hmm. And so, I think what's connected for me back to the article in what in your reflection and your response is the fact that you state that it's it's our responsibility to uh, educate, 100%. you know, to empower uh, and, <clears throat> and to protect and defend, you know, our, our culture and things like that. And so just seeing our own folks, you know, veer the other way, it's kind of discouraging, you know, For it's sure. kind of like, damn, really? little disappointing it's disheartening it's disheartening and so i just wanted to bring that to the table for us (laughs) to unpack a little bit see how y'all feel because you know honestly for me when i seen that post from sweetie i was like damn really okay you know i didn't i didn't usually back in the day a couple years ago i'd have been the first one on that shit like oh (laughs) cultural appropriation this is you know this is what's wrong with um us doing all these fucking luau's and and um dances and shit like that is because this is the only view or the only idea that folks have of us when there's so much more 100 uh i left it alone though and i just sat back and watched everybody else go in and it's been really interesting to see just how this has unfolded especially with um sammy J. you know like i guess he was going back and forth with folks and it led up to the point of him deleting his twitter
0: Oy, 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 which, is, which is huge, you know. Fefe. So. <laughs> Marco Fefe.
2: I mean, is it, you know, like, is it is he Maka Fefe? Is he <clears throat> Ma? What is it, you know? Because, I mean, shit, to delete your Twitter, it could be that folks are trying to just come for you in the worst you. way, Crazy, or you're yeah. just done with it, you know? You're just done with it all. Um, but I thought that that was really interesting, oh, just how it. that all panned out. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, what what uh, comes up for y'all?
3: I think so. it's, it's it's layered, man. It's layered. It's so layered because I think first off, the thing that I look at it and like want to address is, is Twitter can be an ugly place. Like mm-hmm. Twitter can be the ugliest of uglies, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it, but it's also messy it, in there. It's, it's messy. It is. Messy as all hell on Twitter. But also Twitter is like extremely empowering for a lot of reasons just in this like new digital age of media. Right. Um, and news breaking and stuff. But, um, you know, something in my talks when I talk about tiki or when I talk to uh, bar conferences and beverage communities, one thing that I try not to talk about is cultural appropriation. And mm. um, hey, why is that? And that the reason for that is I, I want people at the table.
1: Mm. You know, I want
3: people to sit at the table. It's not that I don't think that it is uh, like tiki is appropriating culture. I believe that 100%. But. I know that when I say that there are there's a whole other side of people that are going to be like, "Oh no, nah, I don't I ain't trying to hear. Cuz cultural will hey, go up. cultural appropriation mm-hmm. is such a buzzword, right?" Mm-hmm. Um so I say that to say the reason that I want people at the table is cuz <clears throat> we have to educate. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is nobody else is going to do it for us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you're no, right about that. There's there's nobody else that's gonna uh, champion our community, our culture, our peoples, right, our right, islands, right, right. and say, "Let <laughs> me teach you about this." It's, 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 it doesn't exist. Our, the mm-hmm. rep- representation doesn't exist. The visib- visibility doesn't exist. So, I think the ugliest thing that I see in it is like the divide in our community at times. Mm. You know, um, and not to say that like Sammy J was 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 right, because like I think. It, he was wrong in his responses to people and some of his yeah. like a lot of his responses to people and like um it was, he 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 like trivialized a lot of like what people were saying mm-hmm. and like that's not okay. Right. And it's tough to see the the uh the kind of biggest um the people with the largest impact, the largest networks in our community like <clears throat> minimize other people in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like it's sad to see, that's why they use disheartening. Because it's sad to see. Because he has a platform. He has a huge platform. You know? you know, Common Kings and Sammy J both have huge platforms. They do. Be, they to, do. To, to be able to educate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think at times, uh, I think this all goes back to like the. I, I don't talk about cultural. I don't. I try not to talk about cultural appropriation because what I, what I try to root everything in is colonialism, mm-hmm. imperialism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is another example of like colonialism's effect on like education and the way we view ourselves and the value that we give ourselves as people as community as islands in our culture and the fact that like we can't always see that um somebody else somebody else from another community is to some degree um creating this caricature of Mm. of ourselves you know Mm. Uh, if that makes sense don't you
2: think do you feel that those intersect though uh, cultural appropriation and colonialism. Oh, for sure. 100%. You know what I mean? Because I feel like cultural appropriation exists because of colonialism. 100%. I and, agree. you know, I mean, yeah, turn the mirror back on us. Uh, uh, like, for instance, because we've had various conversations about how our community um, appropriates black culture. For sure. Right. Um, and how a lot of folks have said, oh, you know, my I got black family members. I got black friends. I, you know, like I grew up in a community yeah. welcomed, you know, with, um, black folks and, you know, being held accountable, it, it, it's a hard thing, right? Cause it's not something that a lot of folks are used to, to be able to like say, okay, yeah, I hear you. You're right. Like I am going to correct, for sure, you know, this and that. Um, and it gets, it can get tedious and it could get, percent. It could really like fuck with your mental because even someone for me, like I really uh, want to be mindful because um, addressing anti-blackness in our community Mm. is important. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just like tippy toeing and and uh, making sure everything is right and perfect, like sometimes it just can't be that. Yeah. You know, it just can't be that. And if I'm going to be called out or held accountable, like, okay, do that. And. Yeah. You know, and so all of that to say that I feel like I didn't, like going back to Sweetie's post, I didn't give that any mind because I feel like I'm at a place now where it's like, I see it for what it is. Now, how do I just keep doing the work, right? Yep. How do I keep?
0: Was her post just a picture? It yeah. was
2: just a picture and Nothing it said, else. no Aloha. caption, no caption. Okay. no nine. You know, and it's, you know, from a a visual standpoint, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I could dig it. It is a beautiful mm-hmm. picture. It is a yeah, It is. You know, I could dig And then I seen her performing in that same outfit, you mm-hmm. know, and I was like, okay. And she was in Hawaii. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what the response or what it was yeah. like, you know, because somebody had to bring up some shit. Because as I was doing my research, just seeing what folks were saying on Twitter, a lot of folks outside of the PI community were like, sis, that ain't it. Yeah. You know, like. You shouldn't be dressed like that, right? And so, I, I thought, you know, I was like, okay, this this shit is playing itself out, you know, mm-hmm. it's playing yeah. itself out. And then with the whole Sammy J, PI, you know, MPI folks, like, yes, Twitter can be messy, but I feel like we got to define what messy means. That's fair. Because when I think of messy, I think of like some old scandalous type shit, some old scandalous, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, people calling each other out or just some fuck shit. But what this is, is like on some holding, like on some accountability shit. Yeah,
3: for sure. We should you hold Timmy J
2: and Common King's accountable. And for... and Sweetie. Like folks yeah. was coming yeah. for Sweetie trying to hold her accountable. Especially because they
0: all have similar platforms, you Wonderful. know. So. Word.
2: I mean, am I going to feel some type of way when I want to hear my type again? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Really? No, no, no. I'm. I'm not saying I'm gonna. I'm.
0: Yeah. How are you? But it's to raise
2: the question, right? Like, do I want to support this? But then again, I'm like, it ain't for me. Honestly, it's not that serious with Sweetie. Right. Yeah. You know, like, is it more uh,
0: serious with Common King and Sammy J? Are they held at a different measure?
2: well even with them you know like when I seen this whole thing transpire with Sammy J and Comic Kings I'm like it's more so Sammy J but I'm just like damn Twitter Twitter coming for for his ass and I'm like I feel for him cause I ain't getting involved in none of that shit right cause Mm -hmm. where I'm at I'm trying to be, I'm trying to find peace and joy and be within myself. Tranquility. Yes. You know, that <laughs> is, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me, but I'm watching it play out, and it's like, okay, I understand this side.
0: I don't that feel for sign. them. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the people <laughs> came for them. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Sammy J, Come Kids, where were y'all at when my shit went viral? I wasn't seeing none of y'all protect me, so it's like, okay. I'm glad the people came for them. Yeah. You feel okay. me? So it's like, that shit. I'm glad. But, I'm glad.
2: Yeah. I'm. I'm. You know, I do side with those who came for them because you know, like, like you said, uh, Sam is that him siding with uh, sweetie. It made it seem like he he was invalidating what they were saying, the points that they were making, and the points that they were making were valid about cultural appropriation, about caricature of Hawaiian culture, about yeah, and. Imp- hella important other important as issues going on in yeah. Hawaii like protecting Monica. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to do some shit like this. So I was like, I get it, bro.
3: I think the hardest thing, um, is, is that there are a lot of people that don't have those platforms that are doing the work in our communities to mm-hmm. benefit these, our communities, mm. to educate our communities, to, per, to create value mm-hmm. within ourselves. Right. Um, so to see the people with the largest platforms, like, not care about it or not voice their opinions on it or you know not show love to it um but then not only just not show love but also to support like the 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 like mindset of colonialism right like mm. the like the image of colonialism um like that hurts that can hurt you know but like you said i think i think uh that there are things that we should be putting our energy towards. I yeah. often get angry at, like, social media activism at times because it's like, <laughs> yeah. keep that same energy in real yeah, life. Yeah, for yeah. real. Put that same energy towards something productive in real life because these conversations should be productive mm-hmm. and hopefully, like, you're getting off of social media and doing the things, being active in your communities. Taking um, action. Yeah, to take action and to, to you know. I feel like that's why I
2: sat back. For sure. You know what I mean? Because it's like where i was five years ago to where i am now is like i know who i am i know who my community is i know how i'm contributing i know that like social media ain't it yeah you know like that's it can be
3: it can be it can be a a, a useful tool right no yeah it is a useful
2: tool but i'm saying like it's not it to where my um i don't don't even want to say activism but just where my voice is um Amplified, yeah. You know what I mean. I'm uh making moves, trying to make moves in reality too. For sure, hundred percent.
0: Um, yeah. You're just, you're just at a place where you're a lot more wiser when where you give your attention to. You girl, know? yes, so the energy. It's,
2: yeah, it's like can't put the energy into that shit because I mean, I feel like what I was doing was spectating. I was just laughing at everybody. Not laughing at everybody, but just watching everybody yeah. go back and forth. Because yeah. what
0: know? I'm hearing is that people want to educate, um, sweetie. But what I'm feeling, and off of what I'm listening to and hearing from y'all, is that sweetie's not the one that needs to be educated. Okay. It's those other two that yeah, came yeah. in as co-signers. Yeah, those are the ones that we have to re-educate. But I mean, I ain't one to gossip. <laughs>
3: one, one thing that I think is funny, like as this conversation unfolds, is like talking about like. Like where you're at right Mm -hmm. now versus five years ago. And going back to the question, like, what is something that could ruin your day? Mm. Right? What is something that could wreck your day? Mm -hmm. Because, like, I'm the same way. Maybe, like, you know, five, three, five, seven years ago, a social media conversation would have wrecked my day. Word. You know, this whole thing with Sammy J and Saweetie, if this would have happened to me, like, at a younger age, Mm -hmm. it would have just been like, man fuck all these fools, get this fool off of Twitter and just you had feel, me angry yeah. all day and yeah, yeah. not being productive in the things that I should be productive towards that are more productive for these conversations in our community. Mm-hmm. Do you know?
2: Straight up. I mean, am I going to silence Sweetie? No. no. Am I going to silence Sammy J? No. no. Am I going to silence Comic Kings? No. Well, you know, I don't really <laughs> listen to Common <laughs> <laughs> I, I I go old school and I listen to not too soul, you know. Mm. Before they was Common Kings, Fly is still my shit. I'm still gonna <laughs> listen to these motherfuckers, you know. Yeah. But accountability is important, and then I also think that like if if we reach a point where we agree to disagree, where we we ain't seeing eye to eye, but we can still respect each other. That's what's important to me. I have more I have more respect for that than I do like running away from the conversation or or trying to be right. Because oh, that's that's the whole thing. What I've realized and recognized is that, you know, we could educate, we could we could put people on about all kinds of shit, but it's up to them to take it. And it's not up to us to fucking continuously beat them upside the head with shit. If I give you something and you don't take it and then I'll probably give it to you again and you still don't take it, okay. I know what's up. I ain't going to do it no more. Yeah, what's mm-hmm. the saying? Exactly. You
3: could lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yes, okay, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Maybe we should use a different animal for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shit, y'all. You know, I'm an honorary horse. Horsey. horsey. Yeah, but you know, I just wanted. I also wanted to bring this up because I feel like it's very connected to this whole tiki culture, right? Yeah. But would you mind defining for us how you know how you see it? Because I know you've done a lot of work around it. What does this tiki? What does tiki mean? What is tiki culture? So
3: I, mean, I think at its roots, uh, tiki itself, like the tiki subculture, is a uh, subculture of the beverage industry mm-hmm. or the beverage world. Um, That is rooted in uh, mostly Polynesian aesthetic, Mm -hmm. Mm. um, but also with uh, tropical, mostly Caribbean-inspired flavored drinks, um, but also at its inception, like uh, Asian-influenced food, right? So it's Mm. like this. Damn. Hello, lady. It's this, I mean, Tiki was born in the 1930s, Right. So, Tiki as a subculture was born in the 1930s after Prohibition, Mm. um, but also uh, during really like the Great Depression. Mm. Um, So, there's this desire for escapism Mm. that is rooted in like Tiki's beginnings with like Polynesian pop and um, as a subculture, Mm -hmm. right? And especially like people need escapism, right? Right. Especially when you're going through something as grave as like the Great Depression, right? Mm um but also there was so much media um outside of Tiki itself with like movies like um Blue Hawaii like Elvis was doing a lot in right, whole, yeah. the, like in Hawaii at the time and there was a lot of like media um in terms of like film and books that were like really um creating this like, Exotic view of the South Pacific. Mm, oh, and, propaganda! Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And tiki, exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. tiki was born out of that, right? Tiki was born out of that by a couple guys, um, uh, Don, uh, Don the Beachcomber, um, and Trader Vic. We're actually like in the birthplace of tiki. The Bay Area mm. was the birthplace of tiki. Oh shit! One of the birthplaces. It's like commonly argued whether L.A. or San Francisco are like the birthplace of tiki, but it was born on the West Coast. So, It's
2: the closest but, to the islands.
3: For sure. <laughs> but what people don't understand, like Tiki as a subculture from there has grown. It's gone through a couple of booms. You had the first boom with Trader Vicks and yeah. uh, Don the Beachcomber. Mm-hmm. And then you had this post-World War II boom with like soldiers returning home from like the war in the Pacific. Right, mm-hmm. And they return home with this desire to relive their you know experience in the pacific paradise exactly there with with the air quotes yeah yeah. Yeah. air quotes paradise exotic um experience in the Mm -hmm. pacific Mm -hmm. right so that was really like the second tiki boom Mm. um in which you saw it going not just from a west coast thing but um, being spread around the united states Mm. there was like a prominent tiki bars popping up in like columbus ohio and fort lauderdale florida um and it started to become this nationwide phenomenon um a lot,
2: and, of, a lot of veterans are in. Those yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Making sure that shit pop up.
3: So off. you know, like, but what people don't understand within the tiki realm and like subculture is that the like there were important events that were to some degree like not to some degree but like very. Neg- that were negatively impacting the South Pacific at that mm-hmm. time right or mm-hmm. um, when you talk about like nuclear bomb testing in the Marshall Islands mm-hmm. um and not even just that but also what like world war II decimated the South Pacific mm-hmm. you know it was it was it was an ugly time in the South Pacific in which was really a, a, a huge part in our communities, our islands, our peoples, looking at our colonizers as our liberators, mm-hmm. right? And that like Saviors. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what Tiki tiki was born out of mm-hmm. in those time periods. And now we're kind of seeing like this, either d- depending on where you're at in Tiki, um, some people think it's like the third boom or the fourth boom right. t- of Tiki in like the last five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So many like Tiki bars popping up all over. Um, and where I come in on this is I actually had no desire to talk about it. Like, I had no desire to talk about it. But as I started to make headway and to create a name for myself in the beverage world, mm-hmm. and started doing a lot of traveling to bar conferences and being involved on a national level in the, the, the beverage, food and beverage industry. Where I come in in it is, is I never run away from being someone as my identity. Mm-hmm. Like, that is very much part of who I am. I'm very proud of it. So, you know, as people got to know me within the beverage world, people would constantly ask, like, oh, you're someone. what do you think about tiki? And I'd be like, I mean, I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really go to tiki bars. Like, I'm not, that's not where I go to drink. Um, But the more and more I went down the rabbit hole of getting super involved in the beverage world, mm. um, the more and more I saw how in different parts of the world, tiki is, The only exposure people have to our cultures, our islands, our people—that's true, right? Yeah, right. Right? Mm -hmm. Because like I was in Boston doing a seminar, and people were—I was like, "How many of y'all have like had experience with, you know, Polynesian people?" It's like one person with their hand up. Toronto is the same thing—maybe one or two people. Wow. -hmm. Right. So it's like, damn, man, like y'all really don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. y'all have no context. Mm Right. So again, going back to it, like then I felt the need. To educate people, but mm-hmm. the only way for me to properly educate people is to continue to ed- to educate myself mm-hmm. right. and go down the rabbit hole of making sure I th- understand things in a real genuine way, um, and I'm honest with myself about the
0: feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just
2: that's a platform you got. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're working with a lot of folks who um, don't have you know zero to none, fucking uh, contact with hundred percent Polynesian people, with Pacific Islander people. Period. Yeah, and so the platform you got is to put motherfuckers on about like okay well
3: in multiple ways in, yeah, multiple, in multiple ways, ways yeah. in multiple ways I'm I've i I've, I've been blessed in that and like being able to like create a voice with it but also there's responsibility in that you know there's Absolutely. responsibility to to, to 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 be to be honest and um and truthful mm-hmm. right but then there's a responsibility to me the way I feel there's a responsibility for me to not be uh to like be ingrained in it be ingrained in it, and make sure I'm doing things in in a in a real way, mm-hmm. and also giving back because you know the more and more like the bigger the platform gets, I'm not going to be. I don't want to ever be the way some people are. I always want to make right. sure I'm rooted yeah, yeah, yeah. in a real place. Yeah. Again, like the proverb says, like I'm always coming back to the water. Mm-hmm. I'm always coming back to make sure you know yeah. that I take care of my community, my people, you know, and provide.
2: Is there something that has always been ingrained in you or that's just something that you feel like as your own responsibility to to take that on because i I feel like you know even just with the example that could be exemplified with um sammy J and commie kings yeah I'll just say Sammy J for right now because I think Common Kings...
3: Yeah, they only had like one tweet.
2: Yeah, it was only one thing, right? Sammy response. J really was, is the one Sammy J that went to town. Went to Sammy town to wild. the where yeah, he yeah. deleted.
3: Oh, getting,
2: oh, I see <laughs> Okay. <laughs> getting a little warm up in here. All right. I thought I, thought, like, I thought Danny Boy was the one I was going to have to be pouring out for. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, be cool, <laughs> but you know you could. Oh, So... Uh, is
3: something that was ingrained in me, you're asking? it. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's something yeah. ingrained in you, but like... You know, some somebody like Sammy J, not to say that he wasn't ingrained, or it's not ingrained in him, or that he doesn't s- speak up or stick up for yeah. our people, but, like, with you, where does that responsibility come from? Mm.
3: Yeah, I think it comes from multiple places. Uh, I mean, my mom is definitely the one that it comes from, but mm-hmm. within my mom, it comes from, like, good, okay. good. within my mom, it's like, my mom always used to tell us as kids, like, like my last name is Jimenez, that's my dad's last name. Mm-hmm. My mom's maiden name is Yeromaine.
1: Mm. okay oh <laughs> <That wasn't laughs> look at, it, look at that look at name. that Go
3: ahead. yeah so like uh you know my grandfather my grandfather was very prominent on the east side of american samoa and, and in, in, in in uh in upolu as well so you know he was a high chief he held many high chief names so my mom always used to tell us as kids like whatever you do that reflects on your last name that reflects on your right, name, right. right like she was you know she's my mom is my mom, you know, she'd lay a smack down on us from time to time. Like if, <laughs> And my mom is like my mom is a wild auntie on my side, man. Oh really like she'd be coming for my cousins and I'd be like, Mom, you guys and like let them live their life. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like she'd be like, No, if their grandma and grandpa saw them right now, mm. you know.
0: Oh man. So
3: my mom is like that, man. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot where it comes from. It's mm-hmm. like anything that I do, um, regarding this reflects on my mother, reflects on you know, my grandfather, my grandmother. So right. to me, that's a huge responsibility. Mm. You know, it's not just, I mean, yes, it's very much about, like, islands, culture, community. But to me, it's like this very, like, huge family tie. Mm-hmm. Because, I, man, I might get emotional right now.
2: Yeah. It's the space, man. It's yeah, the safe space. Uh,
3: something I talk about in my talks all the time is, like, I grew up in California. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandparents were in Samoa all my life. I grew up the furthest away from my grandparents out of all my first cousins, mm. you know? So mm. I didn't have the experience that a lot of my first cousins had mm. to have of my grandparents. My youngest, or my oldest daughter, her middle name's Tala Talanga, after my grandmother. Mm. Uh, my grandmother passed away the day after she was born, mm. you know? So like there's a huge powerful like impact that they had on my life, mm-hmm. even it, from being afar at times, you know? So, I mean, that always is is what is a driving motivation behind a lot of it for me is, you know, doing doing right by them and making sure, you know, I represent things in a truthful way that they would be proud of. uh, But that, you know, I conduct myself in a way that they would be proud of as well, just personally. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, where where it comes from.
2: Mm. I like how we got all the way from the topic we was talking about to our chop it up section right. with you bro because oh, yeah, I feel man. like we're getting into it man because it's important because you're in this industry right yeah. because you you focus on tiki which is rooted in a lot of characterizations of pacific islander people because oftentimes based you know rooted in hawaii yeah that's oftentimes folks only uh exposure to our cultures and so and thinking back to responsibility, you know, I think it's really dope that you have a platform um, yeah. that you utilize to continue to educate and empower folks to put them on about, you know, our people and the sh- the history, right? The struggles that we went through, the struggles of where we at now, because they wouldn't have that otherwise. For sure. And folks would continue to think mm-hmm. like percent. That's where it comes from. You yeah. know, it's okay to do these. Uh, these types of things or I yeah. think these types of, you know, these one sided ways of our people when we are yeah. we are nuanced 100%. in hella hella other ways. Yeah,
3: I think that's not something that's not something I touched on when you asked me uh like how did it all start, but that's really a big part of it. Was there was no other voice saying anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn man, like there's nobody saying anything and people keep asking me about it, mm-hmm. like then I gotta do it. Like, mm-hmm. if nobody else is going to say something, then that falls on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always looking for somebody else, like, damn, who could I bring into this that's maybe more educated or, you know, uh, in tune or, again, this goes back to me being maybe, like, Afkasi. This maybe goes back to me being Afghasi mm-hmm. and my struggles with, like, I don't know if I'm Samoan enough. I don't know if I'm Polynesian enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm PI enough to give this talk. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, it was just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. nobody else is going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just got to go forward with it if this is, like, you know.
2: And you are, yeah, for sure, you are, you enough.
3: just got to do it. We were talking about that earlier you just gotta do it, do it, so
0: do you consider yourself a mixologist, a bartender
3: <sighs> man. And... uh yeah, I'm a bartender man, mm-hmm. I was like it's a big topic within like the drinks community oftentimes, like mixologist or bartender, um you know, mixology is something that came out of like the desire to get back to uh, good cocktails pre-prohibition style cocktails but I think we're passing man at the end of the day, like mm. a, a bartender is a person who tends a bar mm. and that is, that is what I do, man. I'm a people person. Mm. Like I love creating drinks. That's a, a passion of mine. But at the, the day, at the end of the day, the thing that I love most about what I do mm-hmm. is the ability to connect people mm-hmm. and right. take care of people. That's what I always, what I tell people, they're like, Oh, why was bartending what you decided to do? I was like, man, service was, service was born into me. I was born in service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was born giving service. Like within our cultures, I was always one of the youngest. Yeah. You know, so I was like the baby I was getting, like, you know, anytime aunties and uncles would come over to the house, like...
0: We have to talk about that drink you made for Danny Boy.
2: Yeah. You want to talk about that Ugh, right now?
0: Let's talk about it really quick since, we're, since I'm asking about it. Yeah. What do you, what's the name of that drink? That motherfucker
2: uh, was a uh, strong-ass drink. Yeah, like, that it, was It should a... be called
0: Malossi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. It should uh, be called... No, it was
3: uh, That drink was called Manatu Vasa. Mm. Uh, yeah. And... It was uh, a drink on a menu I had at Blind Tiger when I used to run Blind Tiger in Oakland um, for a good portion of time. But it was uh, originally the idea came from just making a drink that was um, inspired by Panky Popo.
1: Um, So there's like
3: sweet and and condensed milk, coconut milk in it. Um, But then I was like making the cocktail. I was like, it's missing something. So... You know, I went to the uh, island store in uh, San Leandro, got some coke, yeah, yeah, got some Cocoa and uh, made a little tincture with it, which is just like cocal um basically like macerated in high proof booze, high proof Everclear. So oh, okay, so like, and then that just gets a lot of like that pulls a lot of that cocal flavor, in and you use a couple drops, and that provides a lot of potent okay. potency. So yeah, it was like a sweetened condensed milk, coconut milk, uh, a couple drops of coca um It was a Remy Martin drink. It was Remy seventeen thirty eight, mm. and uh, sweet potato liqueur. A sweet potato liqueur that's made in a uh, central Cali- or central valley. And I forgot what rum I used, but also the idea was like the sweet potato is one of is like the. A lot of scientists cl- uh, believe that. Pacific Island people made contact with the Americas before Europeans did. yeah, Mm -hmm. And that's because of the sweet potato. Mm -hmm. So that was like another utilization of calling back to like a a part of our culture. Like the sweet potato isn't um, native to Pacific Islands. It's native to the Americas. Mm. But scientists discovered sweet potatoes in the Pacific Islands before Europeans made contact
2: with them. So so our people were wayfarers, you know what I'm saying? They were were traveling people. We was we was on that motherfucking sea, but see, <laughs> on the other on the opposite end of this this beautiful concoction that he made, when because it was Teresa and I, yeah, right, it was you and Teresa, we, yeah, Teresa and I met you at the same time because we tripped out off uh, in the menu. There was the drink Manatu Vasa, and it was like, okay, wait, this ain't no fucking oh other ass you know island fake ass island kind of drink.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: This motherfucker this got this gotta be done by somebody who yeah. knows somebody their shit. probably, right? Yeah. So then um when the waiter the waiter came, we brought it up to him and he was like, Oh yeah, our bar manager or the guy who does the bar, he made the drink. And yeah. I was like, Oh shit, for real? They were like, Yeah, I think he's Samoan I was like, Oh shit. And then the the waiter said, I think he's here. Oh, tell her to come over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then we just, we met and we chopped it up. We came to the table. You, I think you hooked us up with the drink too. Yeah, man. Because that know. motherfucker was expensive too. It was expensive. <laughs> it was an
3: expensive drink, man. Seventeen thirty eight dollars ain't cheap. I know. So, that you I know. know, you
2: got to cost it up. No wonder but why it was that meant. shit was strong. Yeah, it was, meant, it was a strong drink that was
3: meant to be like shared between like two, three, four people. Any boy was just taking it down by himself. He was like, I was. Man. Teresa's ass
1: took
2: shit. And you served it in a coconut, right? Yeah, served it in a coconut. I served it in a coconut. <laughs> that shit was bomb. But uh, that shit kind of, I had a good one. I had a good buzz after that.
3: Yeah, man, that's what, like, the approach I try to take in everything that I do, beverage wise. Not everything, but a lot of, like, anytime I release a menu, it'll always have, like, some mm-hmm. part of, like, you know, uh, my cultural upbringing, whether it's from the Samoan side or the Mexican side or different cultures that influence my life. Because mm. that song was at, that that drink was actually named after a Nipsey Hussle song. Uh, Ocean Views was a song. Mm. Uh. So why? Nip's my man, man. Nip was my biggest influence in my life, man.
2: What What about that song, though?
3: Um,
2: what is it about that song you wanted to name a drink after?
3: Uh, Ocean Views, Small Circle is a Chosen Few.
2: Hey. I wrote it down
3: and I followed through.
2: Oh, okay, uh, okay.
3: Which is the lyrics to the song. So that was always like, you know, I'm a I'm I'm huge into like writing down your goals and like putting energy out into the world, like putting your intention out in the world so it comes back. And that's done well for me. So that was always just a call back to. I always name cocktails after like songs that I love. Like, I like that. I was gonna I like ask. That. I'm like, is there, cause it? Because to me, it sounds like
2: naming a child or something.
3: Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm very layered in the way. Some people name it like puns and like corny puns or like really simple stuff. I'm like super layered because I grew up writing. Like mm-hmm. I grew up like doing a lot of creative writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm always layered with like the way that I name it. So it's like I may like think of like, I think there was like a, like there was a, uh, a cocktail with like a um, bell pepper on our menu one day. And I was like, oh, I want to name it something like Ring My Bell. But then I didn't, <laughs> I didn't name it Ring My Bell. I went to the the B side of that of that um, of that record, um, and then named it after the same uh, a track that was in the same place as on the B side. So like you would have to like dig to like really get my like you know train of thought into why I named something like that. It's
2: super intentional. That's wow. what makes it really uh, fun, you know, because right. you really got to know your shit and dig deep to yeah, get the meaning. But that's all just for me. That's all just being like
0: That's dope, bro. You know I, mean?
2: so, I don't
3: know man, I feel like we're getting off on a tangent now. Things yeah, we do everywhere, we, man. We,
2: The bread and turn into all kind of shit, Chop man. Chop it up. We're gonna uh take a quick break right here. <laughs> but before we do, I just wanna say that, you know. We understand what's going on with this whole sweetie Sammy J thing, and we mm. hope that we can reach a consensus where, you know, we ain't trying to throw nobody away. We ain't trying to mute yeah. nobody. We just trying to hold, you know, folks accountable and and have some understanding. For sure. Uh, have some context, you know, because that's what's important to uh, connecting and building bridges and working together. You know, we can't be tearing each other down all the time. 100%. We got to build each other up. So tap in with yeah. these announcements, y'all. We'll be right back. It. What's good, y'all? This is Jordan Fihaki of the Wayfinders. Tap in with us and visit our website at fearlesswayfinders.com. And remember, only us stop us.
0: Hey, y'all, it's your girl KZ Volks, living out my dreams out now on all platforms. Go ahead and cop that. All right, welcome back again in the studio. We have Sam Jimenez with hey. us, chopping up about pew, the Teen Culture. Pew. <laughs> uh man sam you know we're just, we're doing it a little different this uh this episode it's our first episode of the year so we want to try something different which is a good thing hopefully it works out but um we're gonna just just uh, add on to our chop it up section because yeah. we kind of you know fin- you know started um just in our previous conversation but we want to add on to it we want to get to know you as a person sure. how that life is how it affect how it is uh how it affects your family life yeah. and how it affects just you your personal life. So yeah, just um your father you said you mentioned your father, two beautiful chill, two beautiful daughters, two right? Beautiful little girl. And um you did you start off as a bartender or did you have a job before this? Or nah, what so, do you call what what do I call you? You're not I mean, a, bartender. a bartender, you're not bartender. a mixologist. Okay. I'm a bartender I just want to make man. sure, okay.
3: I'm a bartender. I do a lot of things, but you know You're a bar manager? At the core of it the way I make my money is the way the make I make the Core, of my money is, you know, Barton. behind the bar. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. I actually. So I don't know how far you want me to go back.
0: I mean, just you, you weren't doing you this, right? You were. What brought you, me there? You mentioned uh, you were doing Comcast work. Yeah, office. I was actually
3: a cable guy. I, I, straight out of high school. Uh, like I always just. I never th- imagined myself going to college. Mm. I was always my my, my pops was a blue collar worker, you know. My mm-hmm. I, I have only one older brother he's uh, a year and a half older than me um and he was already you know in like warehouse factory work right. so he was a blue collar worker when i was like a senior in high school a mm-hmm. junior in high school that's what my pop did all his life you know so i just like never it never even occurred to me that i could do anything like i just wasn't born with like not necessarily born but i wasn't like Never thought about school, never thought about anything great. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to graduate from high school, and I'm just going to go and do some blue-collar work. So that's what I did. Um, I got a job at Comcast, cable guy. I was a cable guy for for like six, seven years. It was fun. I actually really enjoyed it. It <laughs> nice. was uh, it was a good time. Still money right there. Comcast. It was real good money, man. It was real good money. Had really good benefits, right. you know. Paid hey, bennies are important. Yeah, I got, I got, I got married while I was a cable guy. Okay, I was like the, always the youngest on the crew, though. Uh, like I was always youngest. Mm-hmm. I was like eighteen. Everybody else was like thirty-five yeah. to, and older, <laughs> right? They're like, "Man, you're a baby. Go do something with your life." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Nah, whatever." Like, but they would always tell me that, yeah. and they would always be like, "What are you doing, man? Go, you know, you have, you have other other talents. Like, go do something." Um, but it wasn't. So I got married. uh Damn, what year I get married? Sorry, babe. What year I get married? Uh, 2011. Okay. okay. 2011, I got married. 2012, I had our we had our first kid, Gia. Mm. Uh, and then 2013, we had our second. Mm. I mean, it was with like the birth of my second daughter that was like, damn, man. I I I decided to go back to school for the first time. Went mm. to oh, college. So. I went to Chabot. Okay. Uh, went to Chabot, and I had a really powerful mentor, man, a really powerful mentor that was like my first college professor. Mm. Um, and I had always written, I had always like was into writing through high school, mm-hmm. even after, even as a cable guy on my like lunch breaks, I would write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like short story, short story, prose, poetry, like nice, uh, just nice. a lot of different nice types dope. of stuff. Um, I never really did anything with it, but when I stepped into like my first college class, it was an English one A class, um, uh, and my English professor. Uh, was very involved in like literary journalism yeah um and she saw this thing in me that was just like writing like you know she was like yo you're really talented like you should you know do something with this and she pushed me she pushed me hard and um, mm. i started to get really involved um with like uh literary journalism and like uh different groups on the college campus um in terms of like following passion figuring out your passion right mm. So, like i i really had the desire to just create content at that time
1: mm-hmm.
3: like written content so i had started putting things in place of like creating my own like literary journalism magazine oh um, dope um but at that time it was like i was i was still a full-time cable guy. i was full-time like working 40 to 60 hours a week um and then i was a full-time student and a father mm-hmm. um wow. so i felt like something had to give and i had finally found something that i was passionate about And, you know, I was like, man, I think I'm going to quit my job. I had saved some money, had money in the 401k, took some money out of it, um, and just quit being a cable guy. Like, honestly, what it was is like, I was a cable guy for like six, seven years. And it was kind of like a choice of like starting to move into management or different realms of that. Not just being a cable guy, but being like moving up Mm -hmm. um, that corporate ladder. Hmm. And I kind of just asked myself like is this really what i want to do Mm. like this is that really what i want to do for the rest of my life i just had my second daughter i found a passion around this time i was listening to like nip every day nip nipsy interviews every day and like and i was just like man i don't think i don't think i want to be a cable guy for like any longer and so i took some money on my 401k i already had some savings you know i was making good money and i just quit didn't have any plan and uh everybody was like oh you wilding.
2: I know would you say that like would you say that listening to those interviews is what would help motivate you to quit your job because it, it, part it of would, it for sure for it sure it would seem I just wild.
3: read I just just read The Alchemist um, by Paulo Coelho for oh, the first time yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I read The Alchemist I was in college I was like having like these creative endeavors that felt really rewarding yeah. I was like listening to Nip every day like interviews um I was just like, man, yeah, like everything that he's saying is like, like, what am I doing? Speaking to your yeah, soul. Yeah. 100%. It's just resonating. Yeah, yeah. And was like, like and, and at that time, like I said earlier, it's like I started to look at my daughters, like, what do I want my daughters to see from me? Yeah. What do, what, what do I want do- my daughters to look like? How do I want my daughters to look at their father?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know? And I was like, fuck it, man. If I fail at something, at, at least they know they can see that, like damn my dad tried something he like tried to like follow his dreams it didn't work out but it's all good because I always want from the moment they were born I was like there are two things that I wanted them to be we wanted to teach our daughters my wife and I the first was to love hard just to love like Mm -hmm. you know just love people um just be kind be genuine be you know just put that out into the world and then the second one was to Follow your dreams, follow your desires, like put that intention out into the world and just go after it. So I started to look at myself as a hypocrite, like, damn, you aren't even doing it, man. So I was like, fuck it.
2: You got to lead by example. Man. I had. A real model versus being a role model. Yeah,
3: for sure. And I like everybody told me I was tripping. Mm-hmm. all of my like my brother told me I was tripping my, right. all my homies told me I was tripping my, right. my pops and my moms they were like what are you doing yeah and I was like you put all the chips into you yeah and I was like man I just gotta I gotta do it I gotta figure it out so then my mentor you know there was a couple of people that were like yeah hey, man like I had to figure something out of like alright what am I gonna do to make money now like right. I ain't making money writing like that's not gonna happen for if, if ever mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it was mm-hmm. like alright what can I do that allows me to go to school and write during the day. Um, and then I'll make my money at night.
1: Mm.
3: Um, so, stripping. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was an option. You know, I was like, hey, babe. like I was like, baby, mine. She <laughs> like, well, <"Boy>, you better.
2: <laughs> oh, magic. She Mike have like, an ass. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah.
3: Um, yeah. So that wasn't going to happen. That, I, was like, after I asked her and then she was like, Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and then my homegirl ran a bar. Um, my homegirl, like, runs, helps run a bar in downtown Hayward called Funky Monkey. Oh, mm. brother. Bro, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I love Hayward, man, but
2: Hayward be that's ratchet. Like, that's R- like
0: the second fob bar, bro.
2: Hey, man. Right. Hey, funky Monkey be molly. I need to be finding out. I don't be knowing these things. I just be going <laughs> to the hole in the walls and shit. Just yeah. minding my
0: business. Hey, the Funky Monkey's lit, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On Too Friday night,
3: Too lit, I, man. Cops yeah. will be outside all the time, just... Posted. Um, okay,
0: so your friend? Yeah, um, my friend
3: was like r- helping run the bar. um And, you know, I would tell her all the time, like, it was something that was I was interested in. Maybe I'll try bartending. And I was like, if you ever need a bar back, just call me. You know I'm mm. saying? If your bar back ever calls out, she never would. Okay. But she needed a door guy, you know, and I'm someone. Even though I'm like a small someone, people would be like, oh, <laughs> like, you're a small someone. Uh, I'd be like, I'm with the action, though, whatever. <laughs> uh, you don't want that smoke, man. Yeah. Uh, she would be so like she would call me when she needed a door guy, okay. And I would just gotta go work mm. the door. Um, and then man, that's, I got some crazy stories from the funky monkey, but
0: we gotta, we I bet gotta a lot make <laughs> a <make it> run <laughs> to the funky monkey. I bet a lot <laughs> of the
3: monkeys was funky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. She, one day, like her bar back just didn't show up, and I was working the door, but we, we, like, you would have like three four door guys okay so i would like just started hopping behind the bar and like helping around i was like man i really fell in love with the pace of everything like right, i love yeah. people like i love just being around people i love like high energy situations like i love seeing like making people happy creating yeah, yeah. experiences mm-hmm. for people so um yeah just kind of fell in love with it and just decided to like figure it out figure out how to do it so mm-hmm. i went to like bartending school nice and then uh Got my first like real like job in the industry at a a franchise restaurant in Hayward, Famous Dave's. Famous Dave's barbecue. Yeah,
2: Uh, I'm over here like crickets. I don't know none of this. I was eating
3: a lot of burnt ends and a lot of barbecue. Uh, <laughs> and then from there, just kind of rapidly, just kept going. Like I just kept trying to learn as much as possible. I'm a person that. Like, Do you
0: feel like you have to go to bartending school to nah, be a bartender? Not at all. To be a good bartender? Though? Not at all. No. Okay. No. You not just went. All. You just went to school. Just to I went because
3: that was a logical thing. I thought like, okay. okay, like this makes sense. But you don't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if you know somebody that's in the industry and like you want to be in and like you know there's an opening as a barback. I think being a barback at a good place is just yeah. the best way to learn. But did
0: you learn more in bartending school? No.
3: Nah. Okay. I don't remember anything. What's a you said barback? Yeah. Barback. That's So, so barback yeah. is a person like a, a like that supports a bartender, right?
0: <laughs> they still get tipped out though.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, I thought you said bareback, uh, bareback. Mean, One one letter off, you know what I'm saying? It might be. <laughs> you know? They can get down like that sometime. The industry is crazy place, man. The bar, the, the oh, beverage industry okay. is a crazy place. So, okay, let's kind of
0: stay on that, on that. Yeah, note. Yeah. Since you mentioned that the industry is a crazy place, okay? Yeah. And you were married during this time, yeah, right? So married. tell me... How did everything works <laughs> <the> out? Hell. <laughs> How in the hell you're still married?
3: <laughs> uh, man, my wife is a writer. Man, shout out to my wife. Is she the real one because we know a, what
0: happens at these she's bars She's a hundred
3: percent the real How one. How thirsty man.
0: these females be pulling up?
3: My wife is the realest of the real. A like I'm from Hayward. My wife is from Hayward. My wife was with a business too, man. Okay, like, she
2: okay, ain't. she bring that smoke. Okay, she, she brings the smoke too. <laughs> She, ain't no she do. She like, come off that she, like, way. She she's ain't.
0: like, "Who are you? What's your name?" I was like, "My name's Bax <laughs> What's good, sis? Uh, like my wife. You muscle up on me, sis. Yeah, my
3: wife. My wife ain't. You know, she ain't weak. Yeah, first yeah. off, she ain't weak in anyway. Mm-hmm. Like my wife is just strong. She's yeah. strong. She has strong she energy. Strong. Yeah. She strong mm. She's strong personality. She's strong isn't it. Like and it, she's just, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Super sweet. Mm-hmm. Super just genuine. My wife is like, man. She is. She is super empathetic. Super mm. passionate. Anymore? just yeah okay. man. there's a little bit more you can finish it off yeah. Danny
0: sure oh you really gotta point him out like that?
2: <laughs> it's
3: cool uh yeah, there's a little bit left in there too um yeah my wife
0: I'll take it out the bottle you feel me take it to there's the that- next you oh. <laughs> good
3: sure, no. um yeah it I think yeah my wife is just a writer man and I ain't going to lie, like, yeah, there's, there's this whole shift of, like, I went from being a cable guy to being around, like, just all dudes all day,
1: mm-hmm.
3: all dudes all day, to then being in the bar industry where it's, like, it's, you know, pretty much like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, like, yeah. sex, drugs, and booze all night, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, it's just that energy all the time. Um, And we definitely had our struggles through it. We had our struggles. Mm-hmm. We had our battles. You know, and I I have I had my shortcomings in it, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and because in the process of wanting to learn more Mm -hmm. and wanting to, like, just create the best knowledge that I can, I Mm -hmm. wanted to network as well. And the best way to network is just to be out. Right. You know, that's true. So I was just always like out and I was a father at the time. One thing I will say is that I never slacked on my like on being a father,
0: being a father,
3: like even if I was out till four in the morning, Mm -hmm. like I would make it home, make sure that I was there for my kids in the morning. I may not have always been the best husband during the times, but I was always ma- I would never like slack on being a father. Mm-hmm. Um, that's admirable. And I think that's why my wife always continued to like be there and love me because it was like, you know, even through our struggles, uh, my the fact that I was never going to slack on being a father. She was. Poppy took care of business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, mind you, uh, mind, uh, you, uh, mind you, I was, I was, I was still making money. I, I never really, I, I took a pay cut for, like early on. Yeah. Wow. obviously just to get involved but there were times in the industry I was working four jobs at a time so i' would work like i'd work like five doubles a week mm. i would work seven days a week and work five doubles Mm. So Ooh, that a real hustle just to be grinding just to like make the same amount of money that I was making as a cable guy yeah, yeah. to not sacrifice any anything like that yeah mm. so that we went through our struggles man I was always gone I was always at work you know and like any yeah. anytime that I wasn't at work it was either dedicated to my kids but not necessarily dedicated to our relationship mm-hmm. uh, and so we went through a lot of struggles and battles and just having to find ourselves again in each other like find our relationship but what I will say at the time, I was going through trying to figure out who I was as an individual.
1: Mm.
3: You know, and I, I, and my wife was too. Mm-hmm. She was like going through her own struggles of trying to find who she was as an individual. Cause we had been, I was 17 when we got together, you know, mm. my wife is a little cradle robber. She was like 20, but you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs>
2: she's <laughs> like, it's almost 18. We're
3: close. Yeah, I was almost, it was like two months off. Was like, you were like, I'm, know on, know the know I'm <laughs> sure. on the cusp. Exactly, I'm <laughs> on the cusp, man. She, but, um, uh, she was, uh, you know, we have spent all our life together, like all of our like twenties together. Mm-hmm. Never had time apart from each other. And mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, it was this was really the time where I was like, I need to find what it is in yeah. me that's like that 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 what I'm passionate for and what drives me yeah. and and you know the things that I want.
0: And I love that you um, took time to really focus on that because that's one of the things that Danny Boy and I really really. Uh, stand for is mental health yeah. and taking care of ourselves, mm, you know, sure. and making mm-hmm. that a priority. And um, even for this year, we're definitely hoping to talk a lot more about that <laughs> t- Word, with Word. our guest, you know, cause yeah. it's important. It is. And, it's um, extremely important. I, if you can just, you know, just share with us a little bit about how you're able to kind of navigate through that, mm-hmm. just kind of like the chaos and silencing that. Yeah.
3: I think, uh, A, it's extremely important to, people ask me, um, because I think they've seen the path in, like, the, like, I've been able to do a lot of really dope things in a short time in this industry. You know, I've got a, had a lot of dope travels. I've had a lot of dope opportunities. Yeah. Um, so people sometimes see it as, like, oh, damn, like, you're flying here and there and bartending here and there and you're doing all this dope shit. And I'm, like, yeah, it's it's dope, but I never had substance abuse issues. I've never had substance abuse issues in, in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I was always fine with cutting things off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say, like, a if, if anybody did want to get into it and like is looking to do it, like if you have real like substance abuse issues, figure that out first before. Yeah. Don't get into bartending because you love drinking. Right, like right, that's right. not the like that's not. It's not gonna right. mix. <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna. It's like, like being a drug dealer. It ain't going Being a drug addict. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's exactly like that. So, um, uh, I think that's first off. But then also. Uh, taking the time to do things for yourself outside the industry. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get wrapped up. I think in any industry, it's easy to get wrapped up in what that industry is right. and right, all right. that that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and not have other activities, other hobbies, other interests outside of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like lucky for me, not lucky, but I've always forced myself. Like the reason I put mentor in my bio is I coach basketball. Mm-hmm. Like I've coached, I've, you know, I've coached basketball for a long time and I coach like youth kids. Nice. And being involved in that, you know, allows me to be better at my job because I have mm. something outside of it that I'm grounded in. Mm. Also people that I'm accountable for. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not just accountable to my kids and my wife, I'm accountable to these other kids that like, you know, I, I coach in the same neighborhoods that I grew up in, nice. you know, yeah. so, um, people still, kids still see me out, you know, and yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I always still go support, like even after I'm done coaching my kids, like, like the kids start going to high school basketball, I still mm-hmm. go support. Um, but I also had other things. I love fitness, you know, so I'm saying I'm in the gym. I, I like, you know, I do a little bit of uh medicinal meditation. <laughs> Word. About that. Let's, <laughs> let's meditate <Okay>. medicinally. <laughs> you
1: know, I might, you
3: know. I might, you know. Yeah partake a little (laughs) medicinal partaking at the end of the night word uh i mean just meditate man but i I think a lot of people lose focus on just taking care of themselves in in any way like doing wake up in the morning man wake up in the morning go do something productive i always tell people touch nature before you touch technology
0: Mm, that's right oh i'm taking that i like that
3: go outside Mm -hmm. Go outside, breathe Mm -hmm. fresh air before Mm you, you know, I'm not always perfect with it. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect with it. Sometimes I'll pick up my phone, but I always strive to like, all right, go outside, touch a tree, breathe in some air, Mm -hmm. look at a flower, um, before, you know, you pick up a phone and start getting into whatever else life has for you. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a struggle. It's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, health. And wellness in the beverage industry and in the nightlife industry is not is not easy at all. And I don't think there's any perfect solution. It's just about finding other things that you're passionate for as an individual, right? And putting effort towards that outside of it.
2: It sounds like you take uh, really extreme measures to make sure that you're super disciplined.
3: Uh, yeah. Think...
2: And extreme measures, I don't mean it in a bad way. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean in in terms of like reflecting, understanding that you you. Uh, have these other entities that keep you grounded, yeah. Like that, you you make sure that you do those. That you have time. You're intentional about that so that you have balance so that sure. you so that you're able to maintain
3: yeah hundred percent. My, my mom probably slapped shit at me too if she was like saw me just being out all the time and like not being a dad and hey like, them slaps my mom, still echo years exactly. later my mom is my mom is super invo- my mom's super involved with my kids she's very much like one of the main the main support system outside of mm. like just me and my wife she watches my kids a lot word so you know my mom lets me know when i'm wildin'. i gotta right. i gotta honestly i have to credit my support system i have a really great support system my brother's very involved he's you know
2: yeah he's
3: a good uncle my pops you know takes a lot of care of our kids my wife's family my in-laws you know everybody's very involved so um I think that makes it a little bit easier for me than it may be for other people uh but for people that don't have that I think it's still important to try and find that to try and figure out like who your tribe is mm-hmm. and, and uh you know lean on people that are going to be real with you and yeah. not just feed into your bad habits and yeah allow you to go down holes that are like you know Mm -hmm. not the most beneficial for you yeah that answer your question yeah that
0: does what's your 2020 goal for just your job and career wise
3: job and career wise it's actually the first time in my i feel like in my job in my career where i'm satisfied with where i'm at right now i (laughs) run a bar in san francisco called novella uh in san francisco yeah in san francisco financial district and it's a beast man it's a monster you know it's a pretty high volume so You know, it's the first time in a while where like going into a new year, there's not necessarily like I have larger goals, but there's not necessarily a a next step for the year for me. It's Mm. like I need to do really good at what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Just continue to do that, make connections. There's other stuff outside of it that I'm like pushing myself to do. Um, But at the end of the day, like the number one thing I strive towards in this industry is ownership. Like I'm like I plan on being a business owner and, you know, nice um, and opening my own thing. Hopefully in the what's c- that thing? Though? Hopefully in the city of Hayward, you know.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> there go that duck. Return it back to I the gotta, ocean. You know, I got I, I got. I'm, I'm never going I'm never. I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna leave. If I leave Hayward, I'm leaving the Bay. But yeah, I uh, feel that. But you know, Hayward's a city that has given me a lot, so I always want to just have something that keeps me grounded and that always a reason to come back.
2: But what's that business? Is is it a, bar. a bar?
3: Like uh, like I have a couple of like small business things that I may do beforehand that are more food and beverage is hard. Like it's hard to open a bar in a restaurant and make it profitable or cool. bar and restaurants fail at a, at a pretty extreme rate. Um, right. cause it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if like in terms of business ownership, the first thing would be a bar. Like I got, I have a couple of other small business things that I want to do that are more practical, mm-hmm. uh, more profitable, mm-hmm. but the, the number one like industry goal for me is to have ownership at some point uh but i don't want to put a timeline on it i've caught myself i like that i've yeah. caught myself at times man putting timelines on it it's too much pressure yeah it's too much pressure you and then, feel like you got deadlines you gotta meet. yeah and mm-hmm. then you know and then you get down on yourself if you don't meet yeah, the deadline or, you know and i don't want to do that to myself anymore good. i'm really on just like put the energy out put the intention out work hard mm-hmm. and let it all come to you as it may because it will come to you but that's what's up uh, but yeah there's a lot of stuff i'm working on outside of it with like the in the tiki realm Continuing to do the seminars, <clears throat> but also bringing events to different cities, mm-hmm. like true like uh, pi cultural um, immersive experiences for right. people that isn't just like you know hula dancers and, uh, <laughs> and like tiki mugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Fucking like coconut, yeah. That is mugs. So, that is something that um like focused on for twenty twenty is like starting to do some more event based stuff. Yeah, um, at home, but also you know maybe traveling around some other cities. Nice. Uh, but in terms of just like, you know, my actual, the thing that I do day to
2: day,
0: I'm pretty
3: happy with where I'm at
2: right now.
0: Nice.
3: Ah,
2: that's what's up, man. I feel like I'm taking a lot away from just your, not just the industry that you're in, but I think your mentality and your grind and your hustle behind it all. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? And, and I heard you say that you have, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have any main goals for 2020 but you have bigger goals overall um how are you manifesting uh towards those goals
3: i think uh a i'm i always write down my goals so mm-hmm. it's always like I'm, I'm very intentional with the way i think about it you know i try to speak it but speak it and not in a way that's like oh i'm just talking about it right because mm-hmm. it to me it's all about learning the process from a to z you know i started out as a barback right so I have that experience. But also at this point in time, like I'm a lot more connected with other business owners that allow me to dig into the logistics of actually opening a business, dealing with, dealing with the city, dealing with different um, departments within the city, dealing with fire, dealing with uh, the health department, looking at uh, profit and loss statements, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at uh, really like just a lot more logistical stuff um a lot more of the finances what you need really need financially to have a cushion for you to be comfortable in opening these businesses um which is always why i like man she'll scare shit out of you and be like never mind i don't want (laughs) to do this right i need how much money okay uh uh, i'm gonna go yeah there's so so there's other things on the docket but um yeah i think to me it's just a a lot of it is networking you know Mm -hmm. People constantly say, you know, it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. But I, I don't believe in that. I believe, like, it's what you know and who you know. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to, you can't, like, just know. I mean, some people, depending on the some pigmentation people. of your yeah. skin. <laughs> and... would, would you be open
0: to uh, starting up a business with a business partner?
3: Yeah, for sure. 100%. I mean, I have a couple people that I've talked to, um, you know, so there's potential for that in, in the future. But, yeah, I don't, A, I don't know if, I don't know how long it's gonna take me to ever get to a place where I could have sole proprietorship of something. Yeah, because that's like, especially of a bar, like that's in in the Bay Area, that's yeah. a steep price. Mm. Yeah, you gotta have a lot of money coming from somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And the second thing is uh, is it's a it's a little bit more pressure off of you as an individual if you have a business partner whose um, skill sets complement yours, mm-hmm. right? So I have a lot of people in my life that are
2: are that do that. But, you know, it's all in due time. Yeah. That's, yeah,
0: That's dope.
2: You know, I just uh, realized that I'm sitting across from not one, but two Samoan Pacific Islander bartenders <laughs> uh, <laughs> with experience, right? At a tiki bar. <laughs> At a tiki bar, right? And something that I was thinking about, because uh, I know Bex has this experience, um, but I, I don't think I've necessarily heard it from yours, you know, our folks, we be at the bar. You know, we even got bars that are being deemed far bars, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, where, where a lot of our community comes through. Um, and this could go to you too, partner. Yeah. You know, what has your experience been like being a Samoan uh, Pacific Islander bartender mm-hmm. um, when. When your customer or your clientele, or your demographic has all has been your own people.
3: Yeah, I think it's natural for sometimes for your own people to always be like, "Yo, man, hook it up." Yeah, and like that's always like the first thing. I think any like culture, it's always like, "Yo, man, hook it up." Yeah, friends. Uh, like, culture. damn, bro, pay for
0: something. <laughs> 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 pay for the first round. I'll give you a shot for free. <laughs>
3: um, so that's always like the first thing that comes into my mind. Uh, the second thing is it's. Um, i've had a lot of really great experiences but also some polly's be wild man Polys be wild when they be on some booze man oh, yeah. because oh,
2: be like, you know man. why There's a lot of unprocessed emotions yeah and for shit. sure hundred percent, man. Go to,
3: <laughs> hey man everybody go to therapy every,
2: everybody yeah. every yeah sometimes that is the therapy yeah. and that should just come out uh, that right. sure
0: is
3: for sure so that's i mean i've seen that a lot of times you know um uh, Luckily for me, you know, I've been on the positive side of that mm-hmm. and just, you know, yeah, trying to help people out and, you know, hey, man, bring it
2: in. Bring it in. It's cool. Bro. It's all good. It's cool. You, you don't got to do all um, that.
3: But, yeah, yeah, I think that's something that, like, it breaks my heart a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know I, I hate seeing that. Uh, but I th- for the most part, I've always had really positive experiences, man. Yeah. Um, a lot of foul moves and stuff like that,
2: you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably me. Three <laughs> I shots I and a foul move. Okay. Total
0: my total What about you, partner? Uh, I think one of my favorites, um the reasons why I like serving the PI community is because they know how to they know how to take care of you. Yeah, you know and for sure. I've had a few Do um, they tip you well? They tip me well. I know I tip you, you well. T- you tip me Oh, you were too generous. I was like... Because you know why? <laughs> that hand is generous. <laughs> <laughs> Bless the hand that okay, feeds you. Okay, okay. But, um, you know, no, our people, <laughs> our people, were, they're very generous, but then you have the the flip side that you have so, the not so generous mm-hmm. people that just assume that it's their right to be served this way or be to mm-hmm. be hooked up or, mm-hmm. you know, to, or to be looked at and respected. And it's like, so there's just two ways of it. It's like there's two sides of the coin where you, you where people uh, respect you and then there's the other side where they feel entitled for the mm, respect from you, yeah, you know? So sure. it's like... It's, it's confusing sometimes, but I'm, once that entitlement comes on, I'm like, honey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. go to I the mean, one next to me because I ain't serving you. Yeah.
2: You don't yeah. want to drink, I'm a pour for your ass, okay? <laughs> yeah. I will I say like, with,
3: yeah, I will say with certain family members, it's hard to navigate at the bar, man, because people do be need more attention than <sighs> mm-hmm. like you're able
2: to give. If it's busy,
3: man, I can't give you all the attention right. you want at this time. Like, like, Do you see what's going on? Yeah. Exactly.
2: Don't talk so to me right now. Certain
3: family members, I'm just like, come on, man. I well, love you.
2: I'll see you in a minute. Like I said. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what what is something that y'all could say to our community that be going out to these bars? What's what's some advice or what's something that you just wanna some wisdom you wanna impart to our community about
0: when they out in these spaces? I mean, one advice I would, I would if I yeah, mean I'll, you I'm sure you'll have a lot more, but one <sighs> advice is that learn how to appreciate the alcohol, you know, and drink tastefully. Instead mm. of like just drinking just because I think we naturally just go to the cognac and just take it as a shot 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 or tequila take a shot But there's some drinks that if you just drink it tastefully and just understand and appreciate the value of that I Appreciate drink, the
1: taste Yeah, yeah. you mm. know, it's
0: like just drink tastefully, you know, but I don't know, I feel like as a people we don't know how to So we just want to chug it and just have this immediate sensation of like
1: Bruh, because
2: sure. you know what I just realized I didn't know that This was my M.O. And I think it's the MO of a lot of folks in our community is that we don't drink to appreciate yeah. the fucking taste. We drink to get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yeah. it's and it's as simple as like, oh, well, we just need to be educated on it. Like, let's yeah. understand what we're drinking. Hey, let's and do some education on I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> right, we <laughs> should do some drinking I mean, education. Right. No, serious. We need to do, these do these some kind taste of taste seminars.
2: You know Bro, let's do some seminars let's in our it. own community. For real. Let's do, let's do hey, some Healing, pa-
0: healing no drinking paint <laughs> and he'll tell us why this is should be, you know, we should drink this with a soft hand instead yeah, of a heavy hand. I'm there for, for some for I paint. Mean, that, that's pain. a little too much. But we, can, we can work that out. Right that might be triggering. That might be triggering. That's true. It might be. We'll work it
2: out. We'll work it <laughs> yeah. out. But that's a very great piece of advice because right. I had a friend who like, you know, we were out drinking one night and they were just trying some stuff and then was, that was that it and I was like, let's keep drinking. And they was like, nah. And yeah. I was like, what? But, why not? You know, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, I my my thought has just always been to drink to get fucked up, and that's just that's just what it was, and that's what we was doing.
3: Yeah, I think there's different cultural. So I, I will say, like, there's no like um, people often ask, like, when I talk about tiki stuff, like, what is uh, the drinking culture in like in the islands, like, right? But other other um, cultures, other places have like. Drinking culture is that is long rooted, right? But yeah. as uh our islands never distilled anything, right? Right. So we don't have, like, a, a drinking culture in terms of alcohol that is um, immediate, right? Because we never got into, like, distilling. Like, Mexicans have always distilled, like, mezcal and tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, the Caribbeans always had rum. And then you go, like, cognac in France. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's different wine regions. So people have, like, these, like, this natural drinking culture that evolves from, like, hundreds and hundreds of years. Right, right. Like, our culture doesn't necessarily, like, cava is, like, okay, the that's closest thing. Thinking, you know right. what I'm saying? But yeah. that's a very different experience. Right. It's very right. ceremonial and yeah, yeah. not
2: yeah. intended to be.
3: Yeah, so it's a very different experience, but our like we don't have an alcohol drinking culture that's rooted in our like you know cultural upbringing. Right. So I think well, ancestrally, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, no, yeah, it's a little bit different. Beyond mm-hmm. that yak, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's part of it. But yeah, man, I'm down on like uh to do some tastings. Let's do some tastings. Let's, Let's some do some things. tastings. But whatever, uh, tasty party. <laughs> what advice I would have? Um, yeah. I think Beck's really nailed it. I think from a cultural standpoint, from a community standpoint, uh, I think understanding, um, understanding atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, in terms of like drink communities, like you drink, you can, you, you may be supposed to drink quote unquote, supposed to drink differently in different spaces. Yeah, Right. Yeah, yeah. If you're at a dive bar, man, take shots. If you're at like right. a club, take the shots. You know what I'm saying? If you're, you know, at like a, a cocktail bar, or a restaurant, you know, then like drink tastefully, enjoy what you're drinking, right? You know, because right. there's like a lot of creative effort put into like mat or like pairing things, or mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the biggest thing is just pay attention to like atmosphere. But also, I don't. I'm a big proponent of like allowing people to drink how you drink. Right. Let's like let's just, have a good time. Just have right. a good time. Yeah. Know?
2: But some people we have too good of a time. Some people don't need to drink. <laughs> That's right. true, one hundred percent. That's facts. You know, uh, so you brought up something that I wanted to just touch on really quick because I know we're gonna wrap up soon for the for our closing segment. But um, you know, this we've been talking a lot about tiki bars and that tiki yeah. culture, and there has been this uh, surgence of like kava bars popping up, 100%. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these kava bars are not uh, owned or ran by any Pacific Islanders, yeah. right? It's a lot of um white folks starting these uh these these bars up and you know the conversation we was having earlier about cultural appropriation cultural insensitivity uh cultural exploitation yeah you know i know it's all rooted in colonialism but like do you see these two entities intersecting and for sure how does it land on you
3: yeah I think so one thing uh that I talk about with Tiki a lot, so the tiki community often runs away from any responsibility of doing things in a in a more thoughtful way by utilizing or by using the statement of like tiki tiki isn't supposed to represent polynesia it's it's like fake, it's not real like, mm. you know. And then my response has always been like, well, if it's not real, then stop using real things. Right. Right. But if you are going to use those real things, if you, if you, if you talk about appreciation, not appropriation, then show appreciation in ways that are like beneficial to our communities. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I always look at that as like giving back in some form. Mm-hmm. If you're giving back, if you're, you know, um, and, uh, if you're becoming a part of the community, if you're, Um, doing things for the community that are beneficial to them, then I think there is room there then for conversation. Right. Um, And I feel the same way about Kava bars. Um, I think it's a little bit more sacred, and a little bit more ceremonial, depending on, you know, the islands that I come from, because there's different Kava Ava experiences across the, you know, the across Pacific. island, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So some places it's, it's more sacred, some places it's not. It's a little right. bit more social. Like in Tonga, it's like, you know, a little bit more social than it is in Samoa. Where, um, so I think they're, they're, depending on what you're portraying, right? There are different things to consider. But I also think, so I was in Portland recently, Um, and I did a seminar up there in Portland, and I wanted to make it a little bit more culturally immersive. Mm-hmm. Right And they have a few Kava bars that have opened in Portland, so we brought one of the guys in and he talked a lot about it and there's a white dude, but the reason we chose him was because he um funnels a lot of like proceeds back into like the Polynesian community mm. oh shit right? okay. so and he's very educated, you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. um and so there's a level of respect there. It's like you're not just taking. From it, yeah. you're like giving back to it, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think like that's what appreciation is. Appreciation is you can be inspired by something, mm-hmm. but like don't just take from it. If you're right. inspired by it, like right. give back to what that inspiration has <clears throat> meant to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think know. that there's a lot more productive conversations when that does happen. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people run away from it. It's like, oh no, I'm like going back to our earlier conversation. If you really appreciate it, then take time to understand it mm-hmm. and take time to like, you know. Help and aid in uh, those people's needs and their struggles and their battles and everything else. That's just um, so. that's generally how I feel. I mean, I like to believe in the good in people. Mm-hmm. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. As a people, I know uh, we we love sharing our culture in general. We right. love like you know we're very we're very hospitable people. Mm-hmm. You know, we love people bringing people into our families into our experiences. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're very respectful people.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know. <laughs>
3: So show that same respect back, mm-hmm. uh, because when you're not, it's you know,
2: it's a different story. It's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> then your ass gonna be put on blast, okay? Hey. Um, uh, before it, we get up geez. out of this segment, yeah. you know, um, one last thing, something that we want, something that we had talked about trying out, is that you know, oftentimes we always asking our guests the questions. Yeah. Um, now is your time. If you have anything for us. Uh, as, we, as we as uh, we wrap this up as yeah.
0: we proceed to give yeah, yeah, you what yeah, you
2: yeah. <laughs> need is there chance. anything is there anything that you want to tap in with us about um before we get up out of here yeah i think
3: uh you know the start of a new year start of a new decade and that's talking a lot about reflection and self reflection mm-hmm. you know how have y'all felt about like the last year and a half and like looking back at you know Everything that y'all have done over the past year and a half with, you know, this beautiful thing that y'all have created and continue to do. Thank how you. do y'all feel about um, you know, where it started, how it's evolved, mm-hmm. um, and where y'all plan on uh continuing to take it and how you see it continuing to evolve.
0: Mm. I'm looking at the time, all right, let me see. Try <laughs> to gather a very short answer. Thank you. that's a great question, by that the way. Is, Thank that
2: you. Is. I feel like uh, I'll go first, partner. Yeah, no while problem. you while you get it together, um, I feel like I'm very proud of us. Yeah, you know, I'm very proud of us, not only for creating this uh, this entity that we've done, this brand that we've created, um, but also just proud of us, like committing to each other as uh, as partners, as friends. Yeah. You know, as family, yeah. um, like we really put in the work to, uh, towards our relationship, yeah. right? Because it ain't, uh, you know, something that folks have been telling us for a long time is that y'all have great chemistry and we was tripping out like, oh, for real? <laughs> like, we just chopping it up. Yeah. Okay, I, get, I, I guess what that, that's what that means. Uh, <laughs> but like, not, not just like showing up and doing this, but like spending time with each other, understanding each other. Uh, Bex has met my family, yeah. but she ain't letting me nowhere near around her family yet. <laughs> not yet,
0: not, yet, not uh, yet.
2: But you know, I be keeping in contact with like Rosie and stuff on uh, social media. Social media. Shout out sister. to your sister Rosie. She be real one. Shout out to Factors. Um, but but we really you know spending time to in, invest in our relationship, and I think that's yeah. what makes this uh, the space that it is. And yeah. then also our backgrounds, you know, like. I'm very, uh, I come from an organizing, a community organizing background and all other kind of shit. And so I bring that here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I feel like Bex here comes with a lot of uh, cre- creativity and a lot of, um, I don't know, what's the word, partner? <laughs> I'm going to say like, you know, faith, strong faith yeah. that she brings into this space. And our worlds are just colliding in. And also our networks, you know, that's yeah. we've been
0: mutual network,
2: mutual networks. We've been really blessed to like either uh, bring our networks into this space or bring in folks into the space that we've met through networking together. Yeah. So, um, And it just keeps growing and bubbling. And yeah, it's but it's trial and error for us. Yeah, it's real know? trial and error. We're yeah. not. Hold, I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be 100% to say that. Like I get on my ass, on my own self, because I feel like, oh, I didn't say something right or I right. sounded dumb or I fucked up and Fuck she'll it. be the soundboard or the voice yeah. of reason and be like, nah, no, you good. Da, da, da. And then I'll be that for her too yeah. when she's on down on herself about some shit. So yeah. we really just thugging it out. Yeah. We rocking and trying to build this thing. Yeah,
0: I felt like our first year was just us um, understanding how we the chemistry yeah. and learning how to navigate through certain things you know especially because you know we were friends outside of outside of our podcast right but we did not know each other that well yeah. until we started you know like a lot of people probably felt that the chemistry was there beforehand no honey the chemistry <laughs> just happened you know okay. and, it, and it took a, it's a while like I, I know for myself that I wasn't I wasn't comfortable hearing listening to my voice. I wasn't I took me a while to even mm-hmm. find my voice yeah. and position myself there comfortably where I can be okay with, hey, this is where this is where I fit and this is how comfortable I feel when I'm here and this is the this is the extent of how much I can give when it comes sure. to that. So it's a good while it took a while. Yeah. You know, so um and we we are evolving. I felt like this year was just us as individuals in the podcast and I feel like um, this 2020 is gonna be like just us evolving together Boomin. as a brand Boomin. now you know it was just first the the, <laughs> <laughs> the scissory Danny, y'all, y'all can't see this but Danny was in the, the little scissoring. <laughs> we weren't scissoring bruh <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah you know Danny boy always uses you know tells he would always share that this is um you know like this podcast is our baby and yeah. you know we are you know co-parenting this this <laughs> this baby of ours so yeah it's we a beautiful, are beautiful baby yeah i mean around. the great things it's that have come baby. out of this that Danny boy and I Danny boy and I are or just now learning how to accept is that, you know, people are just coming in and giving us love mm-hmm. and giving us like, you know, you know they're, Yeah, they're giving us bottles, <laughs> you know. Giving and, us a
2: little buzz.
0: You know, they're asking us to kind of show face at certain events. Word. And, you know, we're being called to certain things. And we're just like, wow, you know, the, the work that we did just kind of coming in was first us just doing a trial run and a test, yeah. you know, a little tester of like, is this something that fits us? Can we do it? And, you know. For us to kind of Y'all start. Y'all got off. great
3: voices too, man. Thank you. Thank you. Voices. You too, Daddy. Y'all sing?
0: <laughs> Papi. You too,
2: Papi. Papi Chulo. Y'all be singing? Y'all be
0: singing? You know, we, we just like you, we can probably hear a note or two.
2: When I'm drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, and it cut.
2: <laughs> nah, uh, but I think what we're looking forward to, you know, 2020 is also. Uh, Leveling up with our yeah, brand and shit, up, you know, folks have been on us about, uh, merch, about, uh, more content, yeah, you about know, live
0: podcasts, um,
2: Ooh, buddy about live, Yeah. So, you yeah. know, we are thinking hopefully we could partner somehow <clears throat> to maybe do a tour or some shit and shit. We should do a tour because, uh, when we started, you know, it was probably like, um, the only other podcast that I really was tapped into that was Pacific Islander was Poly, Poly By Design. By Design, that's Poly it. By Design, right? And what I'm seeing, what I love seeing now is that there's so many folks out there. There's a good few now. Yeah. Fucking coming up with the, with, in the podcast game, right? And too. all of our folks just, like, providing all of these spaces and, and their voices to contribute to the culture, you yeah. know? And so, like, it really feels good to see a network building of uh, Pacific Islanders in the podcast game.
3: Yes. 100%. A Cree.
0: A Cree.
2: A Cree. <laughs> a Cree. So, beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, man. So, thank you for your question, bro. Thank oh, you. No, of course. Is that the only one? Oh, <laughs> y'all well, <don't> want more? You know, I So, no, no, so, no, no, just, so yeah, top just bottom verse, right? Top you bottom <laughs> You got a top bottom verse.
1: You know, we ain't afraid of that.
2: You know, yeah, not at all. Nah, but. Tap in with these announcements, y'all. We'll be right back to close out with our favorite segment, our ICU. We'll be right back. Pacific Islanders of Santa Clara County, Census 2020 Outreach is launching. Please join us in our efforts to reach out and engage our families. Help us spread the word about the census because you count, I count, we all count. For more information or to join our team, text census 2020 that's c e n s u s 2020 to six five zero eight nine eight four seven one four once again that's six five zero eight nine eight four seven one four or email census 2020 at one epa.org once again email census 2020 C-E-N-S-U-S 2020 at one the number one EPA.org
0: all right, we're excited to get into our ICU segment. Um, I'll start it off with my ICU, but this is where we give uh, visibility and recognition and praise to our people who are doing great things out there in the community. Yeah. So um, today I wanna ICU, just, you know I'm gonna ICU all my fellow DJs out there, all my fellow PI DJs, don't, don't. Uh, just to name a few uh, DJ Sela. Um DJ Reckless, DJ Sam already gave you a shout out, DJ Frame out there in SoCal, DJ Ani in SoCal, um, I know hey, Big Body Cisco out here. Hey, big bruh. Uh, who else? There, are, I'm sure there are plenty of other DJs, but those are some of the DJs that I have DJed with out here in uh, Tiki Pete's. I haven't DJed with Big Body Cisco yet, but I'm sure one day. Hey, Big Body Cisco, hit me up. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. Do y'all want to be one of your DJs? <laughs> we
2: need to get your ass on here, bruh. We,
0: we slackin'. Uh, but uh, yeah, just and and even DJ Tossie. DJ Tossie out there in Oakland, who's mm. uh, Mr. Fab's DJ. Hey. he's actually a really. Uh, I reached out to him a couple months ago, and he's been hella cool, hella lacing me on some games, some stuff yeah. that I need to get. So yeah, all these phenomenal DJs, and there are these are P.I. DJs. So we need a, So if y'all need some DJs, just go ahead and and run back this whole ICU. Um, we'll figure out how to tag them in our Instagram. But y'all should definitely look them up. Um, yeah, we appreciate the work that y'all. Do. and the price that y'all put out some of these DJs just don't do it for free like hella free I'm not one of them, but <laughs> <Make your money. laughs> you feel Make me. Money. But you know, they trying to get exposure. They are trying to get experience, yeah. and I get it. So That's but we appreciate you, you know everyone just kind of giving us that little you know island price, and it's it's grateful when we have these uh, little family functions. Y'all gonna but... get
3: to those bags, Yeah,
2: keep hustling. But I just
0: want to just say you know to all the DJs that I just list because I done not forgot all of them already. <laughs> I see
2: you. Hey. What about about you,
0: partner?
2: So my ICU this week, it goes out to two dope individuals. I just seen this uh, video on Facebook. It was shared in this uh, page that I'm a part of Mm. called Talent Ki. Uh, shout out to Kavenga because mm. I think she was the one who shared it, uh, but it was a dance of these two uh, these two guys who were doing a I've seen that like a modern day Siva to Fiji's rendition of Sosefina. Sosefina. Mm. Uh The two gentlemen's names are Valentino Malico and Glenville Christopher. Mm. I think like Glenville Lord Christopher, if I'm not mistaken. Lord. Yeah, okay. there's a Lord in there somewhere, but those two...
0: Bless them, Lord. <laughs>
2: <laughs> these two, they did a freaking phenomenal ass. They sure shit. did. That, sh- that shit was captivating. Mm-hmm. If y'all tap in with our stories, uh, you might have seen it on our recent nightcap that we yeah. put out. That was nice. Um, that dance was just beautiful. I was mesmerized. I was captivated and... um. I ain't going to lie. Oh, boy, in the uh, the hat. I, I think it. that was uh, valid. She, she said, I knew I it. Knew it. <laughs> I mean, just the, you know, the movement and everything. It was just so a The all- sway of the body. Hella graceful. <laughs> yeah. And, mm. The sway of the body. The sway of the, you know, when the mully popped out. <laughs> 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 but no, it was, it was beautiful and... Man, just just seeing that, you know, it, it was like seeing different elements of dance mm. uh, infused together, right? That's mm. why I kind of referenced it as a modern-day SIVO. Yeah. Because you've seen the traditional uh, elements incorporated yeah. with a lot of modern-day yeah, yeah. movements, mm-hmm. you know? So that was hella dope, and I just wanted to make sure that I recognize. Uh, both uh, Valentino and Glenville, because Mm -hmm. they killed it. it. Um, These two, they are... Let me see here. They are the... Leaders of SPACE dance group in Samoa. Oh, wow. S- SPACE stands for Samoa's Performing Arts and Creative Excellence. Okay. So definitely, uh, t- I don't know how, I was trying to figure out how to tap in with them. I actually friend requested them on uh, Facebook. Um, but yeah, tap in with them because yeah. they're dope. Check out uh, their dances and all of that. I want to say Valentino Malico and Glenville Christopher Lord. I see you.
0: What we got, Sam?
3: And then for me, actually, uh, I got a couple, man. Uh, the first one I really want to shout out is uh, my cousin, man, Michael Lesui. Um, hey, you know, he's been pushing music for a minute uh, with everything that he does. First Church at the Redemption Church um, in San Jose. Uh, Just want to show appreciation you know that's blood but also you know he put out a couple tracks in 2019 a couple singles um i just want to continue to encourage him man push it in 2020 because uh you got the talent out there man and you know if you keep pushing it's just going to continue to build so michael lesui i see you And then the second one was actually we talked about this earlier, um, not on the podcast, but you know Danny shouted him out last week. But I felt <laughs> it was it was in my heart that I had to, um, just kind of story wise, uh, growing up. I've got my dad is Mexican, but my dad is like super Mexican metalhead man. Uh-huh. So growing up, like me and my brother had a lot of different music influences in our lives, um, but you know through my dad we were just we listened to a lot of heavy metal, a lot of a lot of hardcore, a lot of rock. Um, so when I did see uh, Shepherd's Reign, you know, mm. Danny shouted him out last week, but I felt the need to again because you know, nice. Uh, my brother's a touring musician, he actually got in contact with them, they've been chopping it up a little bit. That's what's um, like. But I also just wanted to show appreciation for something that's very different, like Danny was saying last week. That's like not, not usually something that's you know, a uh, part of our culture that we look at, mm-hmm. um, many people in that realm of music. Um, but you know, the, the, the artistry, the music was amazing. Um, the visual, the visual for the, uh, Le Manu video from Shepherd's Rain was amazing. That was dope. Um, so seeing some, you know, uh, some other people from the community, um, from our islands, from our cultures, putting, pushing, you know, a different, uh, music, different music genre, to me, it's dope to just open up doors, Word. you know, for other kids who may be looking to do the same, but right, also right. have a have a model to look at, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, as as uh, people that are doing it very creatively and uh, just really talented. So, uh, Shepherd's Rain, I see you, man. That's dope. That's There's sad. a lot of great.
0: Hey, I I, I see you, Michael, too. Oh, like did when you? he came out with, with that Annie? new single. Okay, yeah nice. but I'm glad you did it again
2: yeah man I want him to keep pushing so that's, yes. what I've that's yeah good. Michael LaSouy keep pushing that right. man we need you out here we yes, need sir. we need that talent it's meant to be shared not kept to yeah, yourself yeah. Mm-hmm. partner how did that feel man that was our first time saving our ICU for the end that, that's might, good. that might be the thing for yeah. for that 2020 it, yeah it's yeah, a good way to end mm-hmm. recognize our folks man mm-hmm. um you know, we could always chop it up more and more. we sure, definitely going to chop it up when we get up out of here, bro. But yeah, we got to, yeah. you know, we got to land this plane. You really? And so how can folks, you know, tap in with maybe the article that you was featured in or even just, you know, tap in with more of your work?
3: Yeah. So, I mean,
2: the article just came out,
3: uh, By Magazine. They just released their January, February issue. So that's, that's so on com. Um, there's honestly a lot of just positive momentum. So continue to keep a lookout on that. Um, but also social media, um, on Instagram at the bad guy underscore CA. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter too. I just be talking a whole lot of sports shit on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> I'll be talking a lot. Of, forgive me. I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. So oh, I'll tell
1: you. get the fuck out of here. Done. It's done. It's
2: over. No. Man. So i will be
3: talking a lot of shit, a lot of basketball shit on Twitter. <laughs> I don't really use it for any other platform other than other talking than a lot of shit on okay. Twitter. <laughs> um, but if you want, feel free. Uh, uh, at I thought mi- you was from the Bay, bro. Man, I was born I in you, Southern California. I
0: know you was born, you born a there. B- basketball player fan? Huh? Are you a Kobe fan?
3: I'm not a big. I'm a like Laker fan, like Laker Laker fan. Okay. So I like growing up. I'm Magic Johnson is my favorite player of all time.
0: Mm, Shaq,
3: mm-hmm. I, Shaq is one of my favorite players. So I'm not like a big Kobe family yeah. Laker fan. Laker fan, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, if you want to follow on Twitter, here a lot of sports shit talk. That's uh, the wrong team,
0: bro. At Mickey underscore
3: Brohan. Um, Go doves. Yeah, that's really it, man. Uh, <laughs> feel free to come come slide through the novella uh, in San Francisco financial district. Um slide through. I'm usually there. You know, don't most, ask for most, a hookup. Most yeah. days a week, man. Maybe ask for a hookup. Bring up the podcast. You know what I'm saying? As long hey. as I know you listen hey. to the podcast, if you bring it up, then maybe that's what
0: I'm talking you know? about.
3: Maybe the more you drop a tip, you, if I see you like five times using the same podcast reference, <laughs> <that'd> maybe uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll make you pay. But uh, they're gonna go
0: tell all their friends. Tell them you heard the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
3: feel free to slide through. And honestly, I got some other things moving, so I'll be tapped in with y'all. And you know, yeah. if hopefully if we work, and we on got some, some
0: future collabs yeah, that come. Something 20, in the future,
3: 20. y'all, y'all be in tune to it. So
2: please feel free to. That's really the, it. The invitation is always open, bro. Yeah, sure. I might yes, just start sir. sliding through every yeah, just out, slide, I, like, slide through. Hey, bring
0: more of these. Pull <laughs> up. Slide you through full a bottle.
2: Slide through a bottle. Pull up, bro. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, you know, we tell all of our guests that we. This is not a one-time thing, you know. what I mean, yeah. we definitely would love to have you circle back, come through, and chop it up about what you got going on, man. Yeah, man. As a matter of fact, whenever,
0: whenever is...
3: Veronica comes through again, you know,
0: I'm
3: just playing. I'm just playing.
0: Playing, not playing. But uh, you know we're gonna be out there this weekend. If you and uh, we're gonna hit up you and uh, Jordan, be let's let's have a nightcap. Yeah, oh, let's yeah, have a nightcap. Go
3: to funky monkey. Let's have and a nightcap for you know real. Let's saying. have
0: a nightcap. We'll pull you and Jordan out. <laughs> <For> Seriously, <laughs> shout
3: out to Jordan too, man. I'm gonna tap in with him in the next couple of days too. I'll be. I'll be gonna go.
2: <laughs> We're gonna come and uh, fucking get the married men out the house. and No,
0: we're gonna go ask for wife sure permission. W- Wifey's. We gonna make for sure your men are. Good. So. Yeah, they're good, good. Always always good. good. Yeah, they're always good with yeah. us.
2: Always wifey. good with us, Wifey. Bro, it's been great to have you here. Thank for having Super me, great. Man. It's been great to be here. Thank you for, uh, thank you just for being tapped in with us too. For you know, sure, I know 100%. you shared that you've been tapping in with us during your workouts and stuff. And yeah, so yeah. it's always good to have uh folks who tap in with us to come through and chop it up
0: and appreciate the work that you do. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Putting I us on, it, man. For I'm real. trying, man. You showing know, you know, up for the culture for real.
3: We got a long way to go. We got a lot of things to
2: build. So, you know Yes, we do. Yes, sir. So. Man, and thank y'all <sighs> listeners for yep. tapping in with us as always. Even if it's when this drops or or when it doesn't, a lot of <laughs> folks have come up to me and say, I gotta catch up with such and such. I'm like, hey, it's there for you when you're ready. When you're yeah. ready, yeah. You know? This will always be provided for you. We yep. we out here creating this content. For the culture, man. So thank you for, for tapping the culture, in. 100%. Please uh go ahead and share this episode on your social medias. Hit that subscribe button. And of course, tap in with us via social media. We are on Facebook, IG, and Twitter. And if you want to shoot us an email, for the cultures at gmail.com. Beautiful. All right. Yeah. Uh so how we closing out? A quote for the cultures, man you going to take us home, Moose?
3: Yeah, man. Just for me, the motto for 2020, man. Be bold. Yes, yeah, mm.
2: sir. Be bold in That's all it. things. Power be to bold. the people. We'll see y'all on the next one. Peace, love, and happiness. happiness. Yeah, buddy. Bye.
0: What are we doing it for? We doing it for the for culture. The culture. Yeah. For the culture. For the culture.